So I probably won't work out tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But I'm going to like allow myself some grace and I'm going to be easy on myself. So I guess this is a preemptive. What am I doing my best at? But it's all right. I think it's so brilliant. I think it's like you're making, you're giving me ice castles energy. <laughs> you're giving me. <laughs> you're... <laughs> when the... Oh my God. I just ate my turkey burger. Oh, nice. I had some salad with it. I feel like turkey always puts you in a good mood. Yeah, I think so. I had like a, <laughs> I think you're right. I had like, I am definitely exhausted. Yeah. Why don't, why am I wearing, why did I have one ear off? This is so bizarre. A tribute to Howard Hesman. Aw, bless. R.I.P. R.I.P. Guys, this is a podcast, so you don't know, but I just, we just signed on to our Zoom to talk yes. to each other. Oh my yes. God. I mean, listen, listen, guys, <laughs> we're doing our best here. And I had my, I had my headphones like one ear on, one ear off, which is not the usual way that we do it. Not the usual. Uh-uh. No. Not the huge. Okay. So. You're exhausted. Had my turkey burger. I'm had your turkey burger. It's almost the the end is in sight. There's light it's so at close the, at the it's end so of the tunnel. Yeah, it's so close. It's and then so you will close. go right from being exhausted to bored. No, I'm going to go right from being exhausted to flying internationally with my 13 year old to Stockholm, Sweden, <laughs> the next day. <laughs> wow! 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 To visit a boarding school. Is that a good Swedish accent? No. Um, Let's not do it. I'm not going to do it. I don't think I should do it. <laughs> I'm going to bail right now. I'm trying I'm to bailing. think. I'm when, we, when we mm-hmm. lived in Westport, Connecticut, there were a number of Swedish um, expats in our town. And um, I'm going to say it wasn't that bad. It was, yeah, they were all very, very lovely people. But quiet. But yeah, the kids had a number of Swedish friends. But you know, I've been watching, I've been watching Skam, which takes place, I know guys, in Oslo, which is Norway. I know, but they're adjacent Scandi <laughs> countries. And I've been watching, obviously, Young Royals with Birdie. And um, so I feel like I'm getting a, the, like an ear for the lilt and things. Yeah. But it's... So crazy to me because Birdie has picked it up so quickly. And we were just like looking through. Oh, guess what I did? I think you're going to be proud What'd of you me. What'd you do? What'd you do? A delegated. I hired a travel agent. Oh, wow. You de- you delegated and went old school. That's amazing. Let me tell you something. And this is, if I don't get some free shit from some travel agents out there... <laughs> Shout out to Beyond Travel, who I'm working with, Diane Scherer. Anyway, that was, she's not giving me anything for free, guys. I'm just telling you, already, like, within one day, I'm like, why aren't we all using fucking travel agents? Yeah. It's so much better than planning things yourself online. Yeah. I think that there are certain things, obviously, where you're like, I'm going to have an adventure, and I'm going to do, we're just going to, like, go to the place and have a pastry or whatever. Right. 
read, you know, read the Lonely Planet Guide and read the online mom guide and like figure it out. I'm not navigating. I have like literally two, a week and a half left of shooting this television show. I'm so tired. My mother is convinced I have seasonal effectiveness disorder. <laughs> or <laughs> she sent me seasonal. Sad. Seasonal. Isn't that what it's called? Seasonal effectiveness disorder would be awesome. I think. What is it? What is it called? Seasonal affective disorder. Whatever. <laughs> I have it, apparently, according to my we mom. Need, we need to get seasonal effectiveness disorder. That would be I do, great. I do not. I do not. Yeah, it is not effective for me. Effective, oh my gosh. It is not. So she thinks that you're living in too much darkness. And yeah, that makes I think, sense. She's not wrong. I grew up in Arizona. I've I lived in California for the majority of my life. The major the vast majority of my life I spent in Southern California. And I am just not used to, but then also in addition to the fact that it's like dark days, gloomy, freezing, cold, nor'easter, blizzard vibes. Yeah. In addition. To that, on top of that, I get picked up for work when it's dark out. Yeah, because it's dark and when I work starts there. Go into a studio with no windows. Yeah, because we're filming things. Yeah, and then when I leave at night, it's dark. it is nighttime. Yeah. So I have not been seeing daylight like yeah, at you've all. not been seeing seeing the sun that does exist. And here's a fun fact about Busy that you guys might not know because you've never I haven't really thought of this, but working with you in Los Angeles, very often I would enter a conference room for a meeting in sunny Los Angeles and still Busy Phillips would be standing literally pressed, not looking out a window, but <laughs> But pressed up against a window like a lizard in oh a terrarium. Oh my God, you're right. You know my sister's nickname for me when I was a little kid was lizard lips. And I hated it so much. Like it was like, it was like the meanest thing she could say to me was like, whatever lizard lips. It would just like every oh time I was like, God. shut up, Leanne. But I swear to God, I am like a little lizard. I'm a, I'm, an, I am a desert Person, I need sun. You're a desert I, you're creature. You're right. Yes. I press myself up against warm sun. Oh my God, I forgot about that. No wonder. I do have sad. I am sad. I have sad. Well, guys, also, well, also, we moved into this, you know, a few months ago or whatever when we had to, when we got kicked out of the, the townhouse. Rental. Yeah, Ugh, yeah. Such a bummer. And the other house isn't ready yet. Construction, supply chain. Or yeah. just contractors. I don't know. Yeah. Um, like, is the supply chain issue is the best thing that ever happened to fucking contractors? Can we just say? <laughs> it's the best thing and that's guys, happened to a lot of people, but also the This is the what worst. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But, this is what I'm saying. And also, guys, if you're like, if you're a contractor, you are like, you love a contractor, your dad, mom, somebody we're not, in We're not life, talking about that one. What that you, I'm sure that they're just on top of it all the time and on time and on budget. But listen to me. Listen to me. If this fucking shipping container thing isn't wasn't like a bunch of contractors high fiving each other because they're like, well, now they can't say a damn word <laughs> when we're six months over budget, over time, 
and they have no home to live in. But anyway, yeah. so this house is like almost there, so close, but it's just, it's been such an ordeal. And so we had to move into this temporary rental and we had, remember I had just come back from Hoffman. I had two weeks, we had two weeks to find it. And Mark and I like running around the city trying to find a place Right. For children. <laughs> and so we picked this apartment that was available. There were three apartments available. I'm not even kidding you. Right. It was yeah. like the worst. It was just the worst. There were right. three apartments that would take us. We picked one. It's crushed in the middle of a street with like surrounded on all sides by like giant buildings. And there is scaffolding up. Yeah. In which, front of it. Yeah. So there's no light right. in the fucking apartment. Yeah. No wonder. No wonder. My mother is right. Why do we, why do I ever doubt Barbara Phillips? Barbara knows what she's talking about. She really does. But guys, I got this, I got this place that's like, I'm doing the podcast out of now. I've been working out of and we're trying, I've been trying to get it like cute. It's like a little, (laughs) it's an apartment essentially. I didn't do like an office space. I wanted a place that I could come at like 10 PM and do a, podcast if need be. Yeah, if need be. An emergency podcast. I've had a couple moments in the last like four days where I'm like, I really could do an emergency podcast right now. <laughs> I was going to say, we've never done an emergency podcast really, but we could now. That's the But point. why not? Why haven't we? We like, should. Like, I actually feel like we should. Oh my God, Casey. Like, truly, after... I watched the Jimmy Fallon Paris Hilton interview with the NFT thing. Oh my God. You guys, I woke, (laughs) I woke, I woke Casey up. I was like, it was like 6 a.m. in Los Angeles. And I, I was like, Casey, Casey, we have to talk about this. What's happening? What's up there? Listen, I'm like, this is urgent. I'm like, listen, I'm not saying that I have any proof of this, but I would not be surprised if somehow Jeffrey Epstein is involved. <laughs> and Casey's like, busy. I'm like, it's wild. If you haven't seen it, there's a clip of Paris Hilton. She's a guest on Jimmy Guys, it's seven minutes. Fallon's, I highly recommend. Yeah. Every Jimmy minute. Jimmy Fallon's show, and they um, compare these bored ape NFTs that they both uh, own. They're a part own. of the community. They're, They're a part, part of the community. community. And mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. so weird because the audience is kind of like stunned sitting in stunned silence. Like, I don't, and I don't know what that's about, if that's about well, but just here's like- what I also, here's what I also want to say. Um, you know, Casey and I had a talk show, a late night talk show, <laughs> even. Yeah. Some might yes. even call it a late night talk it show. It was on late at night. We talked <clears throat> and it was a show. There is a person, and especially on one of those big ones, listen, we didn't have a light. We didn't have a, a light that said applause. Right. Because we couldn't afford one. <laughs> And also our audience was some days three people. <laughs> Sometimes. Thank you. Where's to the, the lie? Where's thank you the lie? To the staff of BuzzFeed. They came every day. They really did. They really <laughs> before they all got laid off, they really yes, yes. showed up for us. Oh my god. Anyway, gosh. maybe I mean, we did not cause the downfall, the overhiring no, and downfall disaster of BuzzFeed. Anyway. I don't think so. Guys, I'm on a tangent now. So anyway. They have applause lights, right? Like yeah. in talk shows. And they light them up and you know that you're supposed to like clap a, a time. Yeah. And they have people, they're like, um, warm up. What are they called? Warm up guys. Yeah. And they're like, spin, like if they think something should be 
like laughed at. They're like giving the audience like cues. Come on, come on, like a coach. Yeah, totally. I don't know what was happening in terms of like if the warm up guy was also confused. Like, is yeah. this a bit? Like, is this a joke? Like, what's happening? That's what I think. I think that there was confusion as to whether or not they were being serious because just aesthetically speaking alone, these NFTs are some of the ugliest fucking shit I have ever seen in my life. And I cannot just, as a person who likes attractive art. Yeah, yeah. I like attra- I like good looking things yes. to look at. I don't like to look at ugly shit. <laughs> Well, it's you know basically what I mean? like, it's like a lot of the ones that we're, and listen, I, again, like this is, I'm not in this world. I am guessing that there are a depth and breadth of NFTs that we're not aware of. And there probably is some beautiful art out there, but what's getting all the, you atten- think? wait, do you think? I think I'm serious. There, I think there I'm is. Serious. I think a lot of people are waiting in and I think that there's probably some really talented artists that are trying to to figure out what this is. But the ones that are getting all of the attention are basically like, like child cartoon level of art. Like if you're no, a fan of the cartoon, Doug. Ma'am, it's the gorillas. Yes. The it's gor- the band, the gorillas. Yes. Damon Alburn is like, well, I invented those. Those are my guys. Oh. He didn't say that. I'm saying that <laughs> as him. <laughs> but he must be feeling like that. He but- must be feeling like that. He's like, guys, I was so ahead of the, the curve on NFTs. <laughs> The thing that's so striking to me, and I know that the the ape ones that we see a lot of, it's called the Bored Ape Yacht Club, I believe. The ones that we're seeing a lot of that celebrities are buying, um, it, it's the same picture of an ape just done with like, like Mr. Potato Head. Like they changed the details. You know, it's the same piece of art of the same ape, but then they give it a beard, they give it a biker hat, they give it a pierced nose, they give it a wig, here's whatever. The, here's the part that is so disturbing to me about the bored ape conversation between Paris Hilton and Jimmy Fallon, which is that she's like, I really wanted one that just looked like me, that like just was just like looked like me and just had my essence. So I picked this one because it just looked, you know, it just looked like me. And <laughs> You guys, the ape does not look like Paris Hilton at all. Like, it's just so absurd. It's absurd. And then Jimmy was like, well, I'm also in the community. She's like, I know. It's so exciting that we're in this community together. Like, the way they're talking about it is so weird. You're not in a fucking community, guys. It's not a community. You're trying to trick us all into buying this thing so that your thing is worth more money because you got in earlier. Like, don't fucking try to fool me with your ugly ass apes. Anyway, and he pulls his out and he's like, yeah, I've been, I had been wanting to get an ape myself. And then um, I saw this one and it really reminded me of me because I wear those glasses and I have a striped For shirt. For a joke. Like, <laughs> bro, I wear heart-shaped like, glasses. But almost it was like somebody in the that's controlling these people who are working for NFT can you hear a radio? <laughs> no. <laughs> I really can. I can really, I'm really getting some interference through here today. Is it your feelings? <laughs> oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. 
Wait, just sh- one second. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Long Island. I'm hearing it. Oh, that is. It's insane. getting picked up on my mic. That's how insane. is this even possible? How is this possible? I don't know, girl. Wires. It's the simulation. They're trying to get you to stop talking about NFTs. That is, I mean, I believe that very, very deeply. <laughs> so I think, yeah. I'm, I think I'm in some danger. I think we're in some dangerous territory. This is. <laughs> but by the way, I do hear it radio. If I'm just saying, if this file is corrupted, right? Yeah. Isn't that like that's what they want? That's what they want. They don't want. They want the. They don't want us cracking the case. <laughs> Remember when I thought that like it was Terminators that there that we were in a simulation? Like this was like years ago, guys, when we were doing Busy Tonight. And did we we talked about we talked about this very, very early yeah, on that, in the podcast. That John right? Legend and Chrissy Teigen are were Terminators. Are good Terminators. Good yeah. Terminator. I think I might be a good Terminator too. And okay. I think you might be as well. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah, but and if they're that's always the case. At like, you know, they're always at a certain time and place where something weird happens and it's like narrowly averted and, you know, yeah. If that's the case that we're good Terminators. Does it make sense? Like I personally, wait, the radio stopped. Now that's weird. They know that we're not going to stop talking about it. That's right. I personally have not seen Chrissy Teigen, John Legend doing any NFT business. No, I haven't either. That's yes. a, that's interesting. Okay, okay. And then and then guys, hear me out. Just hear me the fuck out. Kanye West posted today, and at like 5 a.m. when I woke up, I was like, I'm gonna I I have taken I have taken I took a step back from Kanye during the Trump stuff. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But I'm retweeting this because if Kanye is not on board with NFTs. I think we all have to like just be critical thinkers in this moment. <laughs> he he also did say talk to me later about it, right? On that post. Yeah, well, he's hedging his bets. And by the way, I don't blame him. <laughs> yes, we should as Listen, well. I I should. I'm not going to. <laughs> Here's Somebody, the, you know, wait, can I tell you something? Yeah. We, when we sold our house in LA, one of Mark's good friends, which by the way, he didn't even tell me this until this whole thing started happening. Yeah. The NFT thing, I mean. Yeah, yeah. One of Mark's good friends was like, you, dude, like you need to take some of that money and put it into... Crypto? What's it called? Crypto Not crypto, the other one. I don't... Does it start with an L? The one that goes into NFTs. Ethereum? Ethereum. Ethereum. And Mark looked into it and then I mean like honestly it is a little bit of like a well if he had invested in Apple in 19 it's a little bit of a defending your life situation right because if he had done that like well I guess it would be worth like 300 million dollars right now or something like that right right. like it's it is crazy it is crazy right but he was just like I don't know it just seems like the environmental impact like how shady it is that it's like it's bad he's like right. it feels like it feels like there's blood on your hands right you know right and so he was just like i just didn't think that was 
the move. Right. Well, you know. <laughs> Who, here's what my takeaway from the Paris Jimmy thing is that they both looked like they were being made to talk about it. I'm not saying they were. I'm just saying that's what they looked like. They looked like they wished they weren't talking about it. Um, I had a full meltdown in the dance rehearsal. Melt down, like epic meltdown in the dance rehearsal. Are you okay? I am now. Uh, but I was wearing Girlfriend Collective. Well, I was <laughs> having my breakdown in my dance rehearsal. I'm not kidding. You guys, uh, it's hard. It's hard out there. Working out is hard. Yeah, we're all trying to like live our best lives, get out there, yeah, do some so movement. Listen, what you put on your body, make that make that an easy decision. And girlfriend collective is an easy decision for me. Me too. And has been for years long before they advertise on this here podcast. Yes. I was wearing girlfriend collective. You know why, Casey? Cuz they're great. Well, sure. <laughs> But also, it's also because it's sustainable. Yes. Responsibly sourced, recycled, made out of recycled plastic bottles and other waste that would end up in a landfill or the ocean. And it's like activewear that's very supportive. Yes. I love the high-waisted vibe. Yeah. They they come in sizes from extra small to 6XL. So they have practically everyone covered. There's no, you know what I like? You know what I like? I have gained a little bit of weight. Yeah. But it's not like see-through. Right, right. Nothing is like thinned out is what I'm saying. It's quality. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not feeling like when I bend over, people are looking at my actual butthole. (laughs) (laughs) If you have ever taken a yoga class with you somebody know. with somebody who's wearing some cheap ass <laughs> leggings, not girlfriend collective, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know about. what? Yes. Is this? I mean, if you don't buy these at this point, I'm not even kidding. This is the That's best. The best. The best thing thing endorsement ever I've ever heard of anything. And every part of your body is just covered and held in. Supported. They're supporting us and the environment. Who doesn't need to be supported right now? I need major support right now. Yeah. Listen, you guys, the other thing is the best colors. Yeah. They do like staple colors. They do the black and the brown, but then they release special edition, limited edition colors that come out. Yeah. For, I always so, get them. I know, always love them. When you want to change the vibe up a little bit. Anyway, guys, you need to feel good in what you wear, whatever you're doing. And you need to be wearing Girlfriend Collective. I highly, highly recommend them. And so does Casey. Agreed. For listeners of our show, Girlfriend Collective is offering $25 off your purchase of $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash best. That's $25 off of $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash best. Girlfriend.com slash best. Casey. Yes. Did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? 
That's, Did you know that? That's gross. Five bill, 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 billion. That's so gross and antithetical to me because you're if you're interested in things being clean, why would you make the ocean and landfills so dirty? Also, if that's not bad enough, each bottle can be made of more than 90% water. Yeah. It, I mean, that breaks my brain. I'm sorry. Water's it's heavy. 2022. Yeah. yeah. Stop wasting water. And throwing out more plastic and get into Blue Land's revolutionary refill cleaning system instead. You guys, you guys, <laughs> single use plastic is over. It's over. It's over. I'm telling you this. I'm found, I'm being very emphatic, not because I want to shame you, but because I want to tell you this is very truthful. You don't need to be doing it anymore. Yeah. You just don't. And we have to Things, hold ourselves accountable. Yes. And Blue Land and their idea is very simple and beautiful. You buy the bottle once, you refill it forever. It's just like it's a very simple concept. Like you're not requiring anyone to ship bottles mostly filled with water around the country. You are just sent this very basic bottle and uh a, and a basic and beautiful and beautiful instagrammable it's very simple and also you just add your own water to like a little tablet or uh which has like their incredible cleaning formula in it shake it up and then you're good to go you have your surface cleaner your window cleaner your hand soap your everything i love the hand soap i use it i have it in my mine own bathroom Right here. Yes. I also love the toilet um, tablets, the toilet cleansing tablets. Oh, my God. Listen, I'm telling you, try Blue Land today. You're going to love it. The planet's going to thank you. And you're going to save money in the long run because the high-quality Forever bottles all start at just $10 when you buy a kit. But then the refill tablets are just... Like $2. They start at $2. And right now, you can get 20% off your first order when you go to blueland.com slash best. That's 20% off your first order of any Blue Land products at blueland, B-L-U-E, like the color, L-A-N-D, like the land, dot com slash best, like what you are for getting Blue Land. Blueland.com slash best. Best. Oh, wait. You know what else I wanted to look up before we talked and I I didn't get a chance to? What? I ch- I was... Because I've mentioned this a few times in passing to people just because like I was... You guys, if you haven't seen it, I mean, I don't know if you have time in your life to even look it up. I feel like we did a pretty good a, a job explaining what it is. But it is so fucking weird that like anyone who sees it is like, oh my God, wait, we have to talk about that. What <laughs> happened? I, it is so bizarre. Yeah. And so I had, I have texted it to a few people, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, But then I was talking about it at work and someone, one of my friends was like, oh, didn't he get in trouble? Like with the F- FCC for it? And I was like, wait, what? Oh, did he? And then, oh, I don't know. I'm looking it up. I forgot to look it up. That's interesting. Because it is like, see, like, this is my whole problem with all of it. Like, this was my problem with, with like, you know, celebrities 
putting this stuff out there and trying to like spread the word. Like people use their, oh my God, I'm choking. Is this a sign from God? (laughs) We all, like I use my influence all the time, right? (laughs) Like on, if I'm like, I think this thing is great. I'm going to tell you about it via my social channels, my platform, in interviews, what have you. Brands will hire me. Brands sponsor this podcast. We, I'm saying we as in Casey and I, are, I would say, fairly discerning in terms of brand partnerships. And we legit try every product or service that we're going to to be advertising to you on this pod. If I do a paid thing for Instagram or a partnership, which like sometimes brands pay celebrities or people like, you know, influencers or whatever to do these like press days where it's not like even necessary. A lot of times like you have to post about it on Instagram too, but it's not even about that. It's more like you go sit in a room and you do like interviews with People Magazine and all these different publications and you in you like manage to like weave in whatever product like you're working for to try to help get their new whatever it is out into the public, right? right. This is a Hollywood break. It's a little bit, if you, I mean, if some people it's don't like know how this immediate, stuff works. Yeah, yeah. Some people, like, I swear to God, like I, I have friends in this industry that don't know how this stuff works. Exactly. I was going to say, and sometimes it's like really... Here now you know when people are like go on a talk show to when a celebrity goes on a talk show to talk about like a new kind of shoes or whatever that they're like an ambassador for this new kind of shoes that's what's happening you know what I'm saying because I would even be confused about like why is this person coming on the show that I work on to talk about like a medication or whatever you know um okay so listen we have this thing the FCC which is a government organization that like in the same way that the USDA like makes sure that meat isn't expired. Right. This is the Federal (laughs) Communications Commission. And they make sure that like people aren't selling things without saying that they're advertisements. They're the ones that decided and rightfully like to get rid of smoking, you know, commercials with smoking and I believe even just smoking on television, like you have to get special approval for, right? Like sugar cereals are like... Right. Like there's like... Yeah. And anytime there's like a disclaimer in an ad, like that is part of the FCC's ruling. The FCC ruled that like this drug company can make a commercial, but they have to list that the possible side effect is death. Right. You know? So like that's what... The FCC does all this stuff. But they also watch like programming and shows like talk shows for conflicts of interest and because they don't want people to be influenced without their knowledge that they're being influenced. And so I just Googled and I'm just going to tell you what I Googled guys because it's ridiculous. Did Jimmy Fallon get in trouble with the FCC for the NFT conversation he had with Paris Hilton is what I just Googled. Okay. And here's what I, six days ago, Jimmy Fallon could get in trouble five days ago. Jimmy Fallon accused of conflict of interest for hyping bored ape. Six days ago, Newsweek, Paris Hilton and Jimmy Fallon's awkward NFT chat gone viral. 
but he showing didn't. up. Oh, Jimmy Fallon might be five days ago might be in trouble for showing up. His two hundred thousand dollar <laughs> NFT. I'm sorry. <laughs> two hundred thousand dollars. Here's. I did this tweet. <gasps> I did this tweet yesterday, which I'm sorry to be like, I did this tweet. And I think it's, I mean, that's, I, I hate when people. I, I got to tell you something. I love it when people bring up their own <laughs> tweets. And I really do. I, I love it. I love I when, people, when people put them on Instagram and like. No, you, I don't. I don't love that. You know, I don't love that. <laughs> I'm not a believer in cross pollination in terms of like tweets to Insta, Insta to tweets. Yes. However, I, I you know what I do love? What? I do love a TikTok to Insta. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. I love that because I, I don't love go, a TikTok. I don't really I don't go have on it. TikTok. Nope, and so not for me. But so, so anyway, yes. I did a tweet. I had one very viral tweet yesterday. So that I think overshadowed what I think was a better idea for a tweet. But I tweeted yesterday, what if people who had crushing medical debt, student loans, Yes, I saw this. debts. What if people who had that agreed to make one piece of digital art and then wealthy people who are interested in purchasing an NFT could pay $200,000, $300,000 for the one piece of art and the person could sign an agreement saying, I'll never make another piece of digital art again as long as I live. This is the only one. And then it could be super exclusive. The rich person could know that they truly owned a one-of-a-kind item that no one else is ever going to own. And then that person is pulled out of crushing debt. Okay. This is, to me, the only acceptable moving forward. However, Casey, not a joke. I saw your tweet and I was like, I see this tweet and we're going to talk about it. I was going to bring it up because, (laughs) wait, Listen to what I said to Mark. What if Casey and I make a TV show that's an NFT? <laughs> like, how do we, how do we make, what if we, like, make an NFT in exchange, like, an NFT is like the treatment of a, the TV, of an episode, and then we sell it. Or something, okay. and then we get to make the TV show with the money that we sold the NFT for. I've been trying to crack it. I think that there's, there's something be there. Something. Listen, I, here are the things I would do for for a rich person that want that was interested in this. I would make mm-hmm. a TV show with you that only that person got to watch if they wanted to. I don't. No. 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 <laughs> I. No. I 100 would. You would just for one person? Yep. Just for one person, I would work really hard on it and make it really funny if that person wanted to pay enough money to just be the sole owner and only watcher of one television show. I would also, depending on the amount of money, do the show over and over different times to see, you know, if they if they wanted to watch it like live like 10 times or whatever. I would also make a TV show for a rich person that they owned that they then chose to show people and then were like, by the way, I own this. I paid for it because that is kind of like what NFTs are. Okay, but wait, let's let's see this through. Let's see this through. So we okay. make a TV show and yeah. it's fucking amazing because obvi. Obviously. And that person sells it to HBO Max for three times 
what we got paid to make it. Yeah. And then they're making a billion dollars on the art we made. Yeah. That's Are the we good bre- with this? That's the breaks because... I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Because that. That, that is kind of how TV actually works anyway. Like if, you, if you're in Iowa and you have a great idea for a TV show and you come to LA and you like say you're lucky enough to get representation, say you're lucky enough to... You do the work, but then you have to also additionally get lucky to have someone you know, uh, agree to talk to you about it, one of the main things that you're going to hear is let's attach a name to this. Hollywood break. Like, they're always going to... So that's kind of the same as, like, who would be a rich person that, you know, would buy, like, Jeff Bezos or whatever. Like, we would get more meetings if Jeff Bezos bought a TV show. I mean, not that... I mean, he... Amazon, so he would just put it on Amazon, but whatever. But you know what I'm saying? Like, if... Let's go Lorraine Jobs. All right. If Lorraine Jobs wanted to buy a TV show for her own entertainment because she was so entertained by us... Yeah. We would probably get... Seems likely is what I'm going to say right now. Yeah. Lorraine, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. I'm sure you're I know you're such a huge, huge fan of the pod. Um, We're willing. We're here. (laughs) So, yeah. So, I, I mean, listen, these are things... It's interesting because, well, I talk... Now I'm going to talk about all my tweets. I was talking about the tweet that that went very viral was um, that I was sort of just giving, and I mean, this information was out there. That's how I knew it. But the guy who made the viral online game Wordle yeah, sold it to the New York Times and people were losing their fucking minds over it. And I was like, wait, why were they losing their minds? Because are you a Wordle player? I'm a Wordle player, but I don't talk about it much because I don't really share the things. Everybody fucking talks about it. I don't share the things online because it seems like it irritates people. And I get that. Like, I get irritated like when I just people did. talk about sports or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, because it's not part of my world. So, you know what I, I liked, though? What? What, tw- what tweet I liked? What? I liked a tweet from a girl, and I don't remember what her name was. And it might not have even been a girl, but I'm going to give credit to a, a sure, sure. woman. That was, um, Wordle is the sourdough starter of 20... 20- 22. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's like a shared moment. So anyway, this guy sold a new story came out yesterday. This guy that invented Wordle, which by the way, it's just like hangman. It's also akin to this like British television show that people were like, he didn't even invent it, whatever, whatever. But in the United States, I think you can't like patent game mechanisms. So he invented this app. And the reason I know this story is because it was out there. If anyone cared to listen, he made this app on a simple programming, you know, whatever platform because his partner, she loves word games. And so he, he made it for her. And then she liked it so much that they were like, other people might like this. Let's share it. Everybody's been playing this thing for almost a year for free. No ads, no nothing. Enjoying this, you know, Wait, why did it just suddenly take off? I mean, people have been at it for a while, but then I think like probably like anything, like someone who has a huge following probably was like, hey, I'm playing this game. I'm smart or whatever, you know? So anyway, this and then guy, everybody started sharing their Wordle. Yes. Scores. And then people got, people are like, this is amazing. We're having like 
a communal moment together. Other people were like, don't fucking put those stupid scores in my timeline. It's fucking irritating. I don't think it's... I have no... I'm like neither here nor there about it. Yeah. But it did feel a bit like the sourdough to me. Yeah, it just just caught on in that way. So anyway, he sold it to the New York Times for the low in the low seven figures and people were mad and they were like, he's, they're going to ruin it. Well, I'm like, of course they're going to ruin it. But like this guy just made a thing for love, not for money. He just, and he shared it with everybody and then he got paid. And like, that's a good thing. And like, here's the thing. Don't get it twisted. Do I think this is a good investment? The New York times made? No, probably not because they're going to put it behind a paywall and it's not worth it to anyone. It's not that big of a part of anyone's day that they're probably going to subscribe to the New York Times to keep playing. What was Wordle. another thing that was like that? Like Angry Birds, was it? I mean, everything like um, like Draw Something, that company Zynga bought it for a ton of money and people lost interest in it shortly after because mm-hmm. that's how these things go. They're very, you know, it's like... <laughs> It's mercurial. It's like one time I was working on a TV show. I don't want to say the details. I was working on a TV show and they... Was it, was it my show? Was it no, mine? No, no. Okay. I was working on a TV show and the network was like, we, we have some exciting news. We just made a deal to have this person appear on the show. And it was like a very viral... Uh, internet figure, but like their virality had died down. Like, I'm not even kidding. Four years before I was like the t-shirts based on like this person's catchphrase are on the clearance rack at like, if you could still find like leave Britney alone, it was leave Britney alone. It it wasn't, but I was like, this person is far over, you know, but that's the thing that like businesses are big. It's like steering a ship kind of, but like one thing that like, Mr. New York Times or whoever, Mr. Monopoly, who runs the New York Times. This guy was smart to sell Wordle because I think he saw like, this is going to be over in a couple months. It is the sourdough starter of 2022. Did you see the teen that was, has the Twitter account that just like was tracking Elon Musk's private jet flights? Oh no, I didn't see that. Yeah. And he, um, Elon Musk offered him five thousand dollars to like shut it down and the kid countered <laughs> with fifty thousand wait fifty thousand dollars it was like something where i was like that's not enough dude but whatever yeah um he's like a t- like a true like an actual yeah. like 14 year old yes 15 yes. year old or something like that he countered with like five fifty thousand dollars and a tesla oh my god and did elon give it to him i don't know the wow. thing that I was reading, I don't know if the, the deal got the deal got done, but that's the thing I was reading well, was really funny. And and like all the comments were like, this kid needs to ask for more money. This is insane. He should ask for a hundred thousand dollars at least. <laughs> this I think that kid's smart because I think he knows that he this will not be his only good idea. <clears throat> and that's what you should well, remember when you have a good wow. idea. If you're mm-hmm. a good idea haver, it's not gonna be your only good idea. You're gonna be able to Shake Elon Musk down for even more money in the future. And that's a good, here's the, this is a good Well, start. here's the other thing, too. Because I was like, he's also asking for, like, a reasonable amount of money. Yes. Where it wouldn't be like Elon would just be like, here are my lawyers. Like, they're going to, you're going to get nothing now. 
Right. You know what I right. mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You got to be careful because you're dealing with, see, it, this is all interesting. It's interesting lessons in negotiation because you're not just dealing with like the value of something like Elon Musk has a lot of money. What is the value of it to him to get this thing stopped that makes him look kind of bad. But it's also like you're dealing with a person who has an ego. We know he has an ego. And so you do have to sort of, you know, it's it's gambling in a way. It's like, you know, you. W- I have certainly um, negotiated too hard in certain situations, which is funny because I'm not much of a negotiator. I'm not much of a, like, I'm like, whatever someone tells me, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fine. But there have been times when I've negotiated too hard and somebody has said, oh, okay, we're walking away from this. We can't pay you that, but you have to be prepared to walk away. You have to be prepared to lose. So I, I dig that kid. I I'm all for that kid getting 50 grand from Elon. I'm all for, this got Mr. Wordle getting low seven figures for Wordle, which by the way, so many people were like, I, I said he got like a million dollars for it. And so many people were like $10 million. And I was like, the fact that so many people think seven figures is $10 million is, <laughs> is wild to me. But I guess that's a thing. Some librarians have told me that that's a, that's a common mistake to think. What do you mean? Like seven figures, low seven figures is probably anywhere from 1 million to 3 million. Right. Because uh, mid seven figures would be 5 million. But so many people think seven figures equals $10 million. I don't know why. Why? That's I weird. Don't I never know. thought that. Just because I don't know. <laughs> Well, but so many people corrected me and were like, it's $10 million. And I was like, okay. I mean, if one thing we, if we can be sure of anything at this time <laughs> in history is that someone's going to try to tell you you're wrong about something. <laughs> I was just surprised how many people think that seven figures is in the 10 millions. It's not. That's eight figures, everyone. Yeah, because one and a zero. It really made me laugh how many people confidently were like, it's 10. It's $10 million, ma'am. Um, that's wild. That is fucking weird. People it's, are weird. It's so people weird. Are, people are weird. <laughs> Guys, guess what? Our next sponsor is a listener. Hi. A listener of this pod. Hi, Rachel. <laughs> Hi, Rachel. Listen, and here's what she wants us to let you know, a thing that we've gotten a little sneak peek of and is available now for you. Check out the best women's erotica of the year, volume seven, edited by Rachel Kramer Bustle. It's out in print, ebook, audiobook, wherever you buy books. Yeah. It features 20 new varied erotic short stories on the themes of surprise. Uh, so from fantasies to fetishes to sci-fi, they're short enough to enjoy even if you don't have a lot of time. And who does? Not me. Listen, guys, there's a model and her hot security guard that are using a new sex toy. 
a shifter triad taking a major new step in their relationship. I don't know what that means. I feel like what it, is a shifter I, triad? I feel like that's that's the sci-fi story. Oh, okay, so, okay, cool. Yeah, cool. there's something for anyway, everyone. Guys, uh, these sexy stories are gonna wow you. Lovers deviate from their set routine to explore the thrill of the unknown in Tulsa. And one woman goes on a very wicked ride that takes her to a totally different kind of arousal. Fetishes, fantasies, to the taboo. The women in these stories are ready to surprise you. Discover a new way of getting off with gravity. I feel like that has to do with the wicked one. I feel like that's fanfic. Okay. I do. All right. Okay. I, I do. I do. Okay. I do. Okay. Um, and... Listen, there's lots of other ones. I know. Rachel uh, says that a lot of parents will enjoy the story called Hot Pockets by Angelina M. Lopez about parents who are trying to carve out pockets of time for intimacy, uh, you know, while they're trying to also raise their family. I think a lot of people can identify with that. And I haven't read that one yet. I just got the book in the mail, but uh, Rachel says it's very hot. Listen, whether you're new to erotica or you're like a long time, like, yeah, that's what I'm into. These scenarios deliver the heat. It's the best women's erotica of the year, volume seven. And it features the hottest erotic stories by popular authors such as Lucy Eden, Angela M. Lopez, Holly Trent, Sarah Taylor Woods, many others edited by the award-winning and our listener, Rachel Kramer Bustle. Guys, don't miss the giveaway on at best women's erotica Instagram. So it's at best women's erotica. And they're doing a giveaway through February 14th, 2022. And if you comment that Busy sent you, they'll give you an extra entry. Come on. <laughs> No, literally, come on. <laughs> Guys, dive into the sexy surprises of the best women's erotica of the year. Guys, listen, things get away from you from time to time, yeah. especially, I don't know, your credit balance. And I know this is relatable. I know that we all know those. <laughs> And I just want to say, if you're carrying a credit balance month after month, it literally can feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of debt. Well, here's where Upstart can help you make the final payment so you can get ahead. So many Americans experienced financial hardship in the last year, last year and a half. Upstart can help you regain your footing and get things back on track. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan and it's all done online, whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses. Over half a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment. Oh, that sounds, doesn't that sound so good just to have to it's, make one yes, payment? Yes, it really does. Upstart knows that you're more than just your credit score. It's expanding access to affordable credit. Unlike other lenders, Upstart considers your income and current employment and finds you a smarter rate for your loan. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front 
for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. And you can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. So guys, find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash best. That's upstart.com slash best. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. You know we love credit. (laughs) This kind of credit and our kind of credit. All kinds of credit. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash best. People had, oh, here's one thing I want to talk about. People had a lot of strong feelings about the stuff that we said about, mostly stuff that I said about Neil Young and how I didn't think his protest was really going to change things with Spotify. People got really offended that we said that his audience was older and that Spotify isn't something that they use. And I get it because I do this too. When I'm outside of like the, the... you know, the pattern of something. I'm like, well, I'm not that old and I do use such and such a thing. But like, Mm -hmm. the thing is like, that's anecdotal. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you doing something a little different than mostly, you know, and it's not an insult to say that you're older or that like, and I'm not coming for you if you're 25 and you love Neil Young or whatever. I was just talking about like the, the facts, like the, the stats and the facts. But as it turns out, it did sort of make a difference, I think. I mean, well, it's interesting. I talked a lot about this with other people just in in general. Again, talking about like media literacy, stock market literacy, which I am not very literate in the stock market, but I do know a lot of people were like, Spotify lost $40 billion because of Neil Young. And then when you actually looked at it, no, all tech, all streaming platforms are down 25%. This all happened before Neil Young said anything. And in fact, Spotify's stock went up after Neil Young's announcement. So, mm. um, you know, and then what I predicted would happen kind of happened. Spotify came out and they were like, let us clarify. We haven't been clear. Here's what is allowed on our platform. And they were basically like saying... It's allowed. What Joe Rogan says on our platform is allowed. And, you know, and we'll put a warning on, you know, all podcasts that contain like COVID discussion or whatever. And then Joe Rogan did like a 10 minute statement where he was like, I'm not spreading misinformation. I'm just having a conversation with these people that I consider accomplished. And, you know, and so I'm sorry. And I'm sorry that this happened with Spotify, but. Like Spotify is sticking with Joe Rogan. And now we're all on to like being mad about the Wordle guy, which is also kind of what I said. People, it'll die down and, you know, and won't really change anything. I did, some people did leave. Joni Mitchell left. Um, some guy that I don't remember his name it, because he was like before my time also left Spotify. But as I was saying, like, those aren't people that earn a ton of money or that have are doing a lot of business with Spotify. So Neil Young was like, you can't get my music on Spotify anymore. I'll be over on Amazon, which like, you know, is Amazon less problematic than Spotify? I don't know. I don't know. 
Um, it depends what the problem is and who you're asking, I guess. Um, but so anyway, but now I saw that the BTS fans, uh, K-pop group BTS, who yeah. like, they actually like... They make an impact. They make an impact. They actually yeah. like fucked up some things during the election. And by fucked up, I mean messed up people's like nefarious plans um, by, you which know. we're here for. We're here yeah, for BTS we were, fans. Yeah, they were, they're disruptors. They are actually effective disruptors. And so they now are. I think that BTS fans are like uh, cancel Spotify or whatever. Goodbye, Spotify. So well, because we'll can we be honest? What happens. Like, anyone who thinks that Spotify is on the side of musicians or artists like you guys we all like we've all been ever since Napster ever right. since Sean Parker showed the fuck up with his bad haircut and his <laughs> I don't even know but like we've like killed artists ability to make art and make money really right. for a lot of artists like a li- like honestly a living wage right people would say like <clears throat> When I would say Sarah Beth has a new album coming out, Sarah Beth, and this is, guys, she plays under Tom Berlin. And when we lived in Los Angeles, she was like staying in our guest house for a bit. And then the pandemic happened and all of her tours were canceled or whatever. Right. And then she essentially like sort of became like our de facto nanny <laughs> because like she needed, like she has a record she has a record deal she right. is on a label like she has she's an incredibly talented like brilliant musician but the amount of money that musicians make at this point is like so honestly rooted in touring and selling merch right because spotify the streaming services like they're not making any money on their music anymore. Right, right. Like in the way that they, that all musicians used to be able to make so much money. So anytime I hear like some indie artist on a commercial or something, I'm like, yes, so happy right. for you. Yeah, they I'm Happy sold. that you yes, sold that because yes. those, I mean, commercials pay still and yeah. television shows pay for mu- music. Right. And, you know, but it's just these streaming services. Anyway, my point being, if anyone is like, not on the side of like musicians and they're on the side of Joe Rogan in this, like aside from the fact that he's like, whatever the worst and is spreading misinformation because he's a fucking douchebag. Um, wait, I lost my thread cause I got so annoyed at how <laughs> horrible he is. But anyway, my point being like, none of us should be on team Spotify guys. Oh, right. and also did we talk about this already? That people don't understand what free speech is? Yes, we did talk about that last so week. So sick of it. Guys, yeah, it's just, guys, it's it's really simple. Free speech just means the government can't punish you for things you say. It doesn't mean anything else. That's it. It's just so simple. So no, a like, business of like a business can make any rules they want, like yeah, about what you said or like... I mean, Jesus. Yeah. 
Like, well, for example, like if someone who advertises on this podcast is a huge fan of Joe Rogan's and agrees with everything that he says, they could decide not to advertise on this podcast anymore. And we wouldn't be able to say, like, you're curtailing our free speech. They're not. That's the free market. That's the capitalist. That's what it is. Society. Actually, guys, the free market, not free speech. Yeah free market. And like, aside from all of the, the COVID things, I know that's the biggest thing on everyone's mind right now is just like Joe Rogan has said a lot of problematic things in the past. And again, that's like, you know, you can say that like, if something is problematic, that that's just an opinion. And it's like I said, it depends on who you're asking and what the problem is. But he has said things that people have said that harms me that harms a group that I belong to. I'm, you know, whether they're trans or people of color, I know have said this and this is, you know, so it's COVID is what everyone's paying attention to now, but people have had issues with Joe Rogan for a long time. And so I want to go back to what I was saying last week, like, aside from all the business dealings and whatever, and whose prediction for what's going to happen with him comes true, I think the the thing that's worrisome to me is how short everyone's memories are and uh, and why so many people are willing to look past, you know, really harmful, hurtful things. Because I'm not saying, and I'm not saying... I know people will be like, oh, you're you're coming up on cancel culture and you want to cancel. But I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if somebody repeatedly says things that hurt someone or harm someone, A, why would you love a person like that? Why? I don't know. I'm curious. And also if that person never owns it and never tries to make good on it, then that's weird to me. So I'm just, that's what is curious to me. Like why people, and Joe Rogan is far from the only person doing this. You know, people all the time who are in really, you know, positions with big platforms, a a big audience, a lot of people listening, a lot of followers are saying things that people are like, hey, that's not right. But then they, they're they never listening to like, and they're never learning. So I have my doubts when somebody says like, I just want to like learn things and I'm just curious and I'm just asking the right. question. He's not actually because, okay, right. Because what you're saying is that he's asking questions to people that are going to give him the answers he, that line up with what he already believes. Right. And I'm like, so if, you're, if you, right. So if, if you're, you're really such a want, curious person, yes. when people are telling you things, why are you not hearing it? If you're so curious and you're just like a philosopher and you just want to know things. A philosopher in life. <laughs> if people are constantly telling you things and you're like, yeah, 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 fuck that. If somebody's telling you, this is what it's like for me as a trans person when you say this, this is what it's like for me as a person of color when you use the N-word repeatedly, then, you know, and and you're like, oh, but I reject that or whatever, then you're not really curious. No. And you're not well, you're a, just, a Well, you're just calling bullshit. Right. What you're doing. Yeah. You're just, yeah. what you are is calling bullshit. 
Yes. Which I'm here for. Because I did, I'm like fucking over it. I did see so, someone say that um, Joe Rogan is goop for guys. Joe Rogan's goop for, for white guys. <laughs> and it it kind of made me laugh. Um, I know, except like Gwyneth Paltrow, like at least like, no. Sort of like giving us like good sex products. <laughs> It's true. Well, again, like it's, it's the same with anything. I think that this is like where my head is at right now. Problematic depends on, you know, who you're talking to and what they think the problem is. And, you know, and there are some things where it's, well, talking about the free market, it's up to you whether or not you want to cancel something from your life. If you want to like not pay attention to a blogger that you used to follow or buy books from this person or listen to podcasts that you used to listen to because of something that they said, then that's that's the free market at work, you know? And so what becomes interesting and becomes frustrating, I'm sure too, when people are like, Yes, but this person's problematic because they said X, Y, Z. And then it becomes frustrating, I think, to have some people say, well, that's not a problem for me. Like, I, I, hey. it's, it's not bad enough that I will stop. So I'm going to continue on. So that's, you know, that's kind of where we are. And that's where we keep like bumping each other is that people are like, that's not a problem for me. This happens all the time. Somebody from my high school will post on Facebook about like, this is a thing that happened to me in high school that was kind of racist and I want to talk about it. And then like a number of like white classmates will chime in and be like, I never saw that happen. And it's like, of course you never saw that happen. It wasn't happening to you. You know, of course it wasn't a problem for you. Of course, racism wasn't a problem for you, white popular captain of whatever team. Of course, it wasn't a problem for you. But it should be your problem now that someone's helping you to see it. Oh, my God. Remember when I did the ill-fated, speaking of product placement commercials, press days, the ill-fated commercial shoot for the brand that shall not be spoken of. Yes. I was doing... We we were doing the talk show at the time. Yes. And you guys, this brand majorly fucked me over. And like, <laughs> they did. They, they did. did. They did. And they, and they like, what they did was illegal. But instead of... But they decided and they were correct that it would have taken me more money to pay lawyers to try to get the money that they didn't pay me and they were like they were just ha- they were hedging their bets that I wasn't right. going to like do a thing where I like but anyway regardless guys that's a whole other side story that'll yeah. probably be in a book <laughs> the point is when I got I knew it was a disaster because when I got on set remember this and we I come from our show right yeah. like I had we had just been filming and I did this commercial thing shoot on the on a weekend yeah and I got to the set and the entire crew the entire crew was white. And aside from the script supervisor, which is a typically, like actually, historically speaking, a lot of times would be the only woman on a crew because back in the olden days, it was considered like the secretary to the director. Yeah. Yeah. Like a secretarial work because they write in shorthand. And so script supervisors have 
like historically speaking. Anyway, aside from the script supervisor, zero women on the crew. Oh my God. And I was so fucking taken aback that I said to the director, a white dude, who, by the way, normally I get like um, approval over directors when I do these commercials. Another media break, guys. Usually I ask for approval over a photographer or a director that I'm going to be working with because why do I do that as a white woman working in this industry so that I can make sure that by POC um, humans and people that maybe normally wouldn't get just like given a job are in the mix for this job. Right. Trying to put your money where your mouth is. Fucking trying. Anyway, but this one for, they were being, I should have known it. They wouldn't let me, they wouldn't give me that thing, the approval. Yeah. So I, I say to the dude who's directing, I'm like, wow, this is real white and real male here, huh? And he was like, oh, is it? I didn't notice. And I was like, well, yeah, I wouldn't think you would. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, fuck those guys. So, yeah. So a thing that was problematic to you was not a problem for that guy. Didn't even notice it. Why would he even notice it? Why would he even notice it? Right. Right. And so, yeah. So that's just where I am on all of this. I'm like, if you're bringing up a problem to someone and they are not seeing or hearing it, don't let them tell you that they're curious and that they're just a student of life or whatever because they're not. But... The only recourse at that point is to like make a decision, a free market decision in our capitalist society of whether you're going to cancel your association with something and um and it might not make an impact. It might not. Well, you know who's the queen of boycotting? Who? Barbara Phillips. Oh, is she? Barbara Phillips has been boycotting things since I was a child. There you go. Well, well, I am just boycotting whatever because I found out that they gave money to that idiot whatever. And I'm yeah. like, what? Okay, yeah. mom. Sure. Sure. Sure, Babs. My That's- mom is like, my mom, but also like if somebody like was rude to her at a place, she would boycott. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like That's a grudge. But- <laughs> yeah, but she, but would call it, she would call it a boycott. A boycott. A boycott. And does she really stick with it for life? Yeah. That's how I gave up Diet Coke. I was like, guys, I would put Diet Coke on my cereal in the morning. Like that was the only No, you did not. That was the only liquid that I consumed. Warm Diet that Coke. Is really gross. Started first thing in the morning since like age 10. And like I think I wish you guys been, could see my face. I yeah, literally not, am horrified. You don't approve of this. You That's don't approve so of this. That's so gross. That's it's so bad so for your gross. insides. It's so bad for you. And but I was like I'm addicted to this. There's like some chemical in it that's addictive to me or like the habits addi- and I absolutely cannot give up diet coke at all. And um but then like I think 11 or 12 years ago, I read that Donald Rumsfeld had something to do with like the sweetener in Diet Coke and I gave it up cold turkey and never he have does. Had. Yeah. Yeah. So I know this too. Th- but that's all it took. Great. Just that's the, great. Like 
not not associating with Donald Rumsfeld sweetener anymore. Thank you. No, there's a lot of fucking evil people that have their hands in a lot of stuff that's also evil. Yeah. You well, know what that Diet Coke was doing to you? Yeah. Killing you. It's killing you. I mean, it did. I listen, I'm not going to say Diet Coke made my face and hands go numb, but I am saying since I stopped drinking it, my face and hands don't go numb anymore. Oh my God. My face was numb from the weather the other day. Oh my God. I was thinking about you. My mom didn't have power for like oh God. two days on Cape Cod. And I just Oh yeah, kept... Cape Cod really got slammed. They got walloped and she had no power. And I was really thinking back to the time that my parakeet froze to death um in Massachusetts. And uh and then my friend Wait, your your parakeet? Yes, our heat shut off when I was a kid. And uh, we were oh, out. No. We were out. And then when I went home, dead parakeet, dead parakeet at the bottom of the cage. And then my friend Kristen told me that her goat, her pet goat froze to death in the blizzard of 1993. Guys. So like, that's all I was thinking about is that I was going to have a frozen, a frozen solid popsicle for a mom. Oh, God, Casey. But she was that fine. Is, she was, she fine. was fine. She was fine. It finally, her, her power finally came back on. And I think she made a pot of coffee at like 11 p.m. At because she was so happy to be able to have coffee. She had oh been God. missing it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's no joke. No. It's no joke. No. The, weather, the weather was no joke. Yeah. Uh, 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 Anyway, the weather here has been mild. There was a little earthquake today. I think my kids oh, really? slept through it. Yeah, it was a small, just a small, a tiny earthquake. A tiny little earthquake. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't that exciting. Oh, wait, you have workmen there. <laughs> I can't. I can't even. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everything's. <sighs> I don't, you know, this is my one day off this week. Yeah, sure. And this is how you're spending it. Entertaining workmen, recording a podcast. Yeah, well, you always entertain me. But um, what else is going on? Rihanna's pregnant. That's very exciting. With ASAP Rocky. I I just want to thank her because I feel like that announcement brought people so much joy. And people just needed, just needed a little tiny bit of joy. So... That was good. I also, um, do you know this actress, Nicola Coughlin? From, she's from Dairy Girls, and then she was also in Bridgerton. No. She did an Instagram post uh, saying, I beg you to her fans, please stop commenting on my body. <laughs> and I just thought it was really great. And it's something that we have like talked about so much on this podcast And I think, like, I didn't read all the comments, but, like, so many people were like, what? It's good. She looks great. People are just telling her she looks great. Oh, God. Not that old thing. And it's just guys. I mean, this is, again, this is, like, a thing that I think, you know, maybe we all, everyone listening, like, maybe we all need to spread the word on it. It's not like telling someone that they look great. Or they have such confidence to wear such and such a thing. It's just, like, just don't talk about anyone's body at all. Like, you know what I mean? Like you just wouldn't, 
You just wouldn't go up to a headless person and be like, I think it's so brave that you go around without a head, you know, like just, I mean, I'm making a joke because obviously I think that there is, it's so interesting. I just watched over the weekend. I watched Jonathan Van Nessa's Getting Curious show. Oh yeah. Yeah. I saw that you were watching. I thought it was really, I really, I watched several episodes of it. I really liked it a lot. Um, Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't watch it because I had a meeting to work on that show and I didn't get it. And um, here's a a Hollywood break that's just about me. But sometimes, like, for me to get a job, I have to fall in love with the idea of working on that thing. Mm -hmm. And then, so, if it doesn't happen, then I can't watch it because... Your heartbroken. Yeah, it'd be like watching a boy that you liked have um, a date with someone else that wasn't you. So, anyway, but I'm glad it's good. I mean, you know that I've, like, not seen movies and television shows that I've, like, not been cast in. Yeah, I would expect that. It just doesn't, like, I I don't know. It just doesn't, uh, it's the same thing for me. Like, if you really are up for a part, now there are things that I've, like, certainly gone in and auditioned for and I'm, like, not up for it, really. Right. Here's another Hollywood break, guys. Lots of actors audition for things. This is why I always get, like, so annoyed when it's, like, eye-rolly when people are, like, oh, did you know so-and-so auditioned for X? And it's like, yeah, 4,000 people auditioned for that part. Right, like, right, yeah. Were they, was it between them and the other person? Those are the only times I want to hear about it. If you screen tested, if you screen tested for a movie like that was huge and you didn't right. get it, I, want, I will listen to your tale. But right. if you auditioned for something and didn't get it, all right, who cares? <laughs> Do you know how many fucking... I've literally auditioned for everything ever. I'm, like, yes, I was going to say, like, technically, you really have auditioned for everything ever because everybody knows you're a working actor. So you were in the pool of potential people, and the yeah. audition went so far as, like, the person being like, Busy Phillips exists, but I, we're not interested in her. So, right. And a lot of times that's like, you know, I, I mean, you guys. Here's one. I went on one audition. I went in one time a million years ago for the very first Fast and Furious movie. (laughs) Okay. That's just one I remember. Right. right. I've gone in on like a billion fucking things. The amount of of jobs where it was like down to me and someone else and I didn't get it. The other person got it. Yeah. And you, by the way, you always fucking know who the other person is. They oh, sure. always tell you. Sure. Those are the ones that you're like, oh, man. Even if it doesn't turn out great, you still are like right. a little heartbroken. It's hard. It's rejection. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I hate that thing. Anyway. Back to Jonathan. Saying? We were talking about Jonathan Van Ness and his show being good and why I, I can't watch it, but I wish everyone the best. Also, that's, I mean, I have to say, you would have been... You would have, they honestly, <laughs> I would have done a good job. I mean, I think that I would have appreciated your touch. In my- <laughs> well, thank you. I think that it would have benefited from you, oh, Casey, because so nice. you're like incredibly thoughtful about the way, like, but the, you know, the show is really fun. It's like a yes. three to one contact kind of. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Totally it's my cute. kind of thing. It's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But it, but anyway, the whole point that I was trying to get to, but now I'm like off on a whole other thing, 
is that I made you compliment me. <laughs> is that I am complimenting you, but also Alok V. Menon is on the episode that's about the binary. Yes. And Alok is like, I'm just so like, I don't need people to say like, oh, it's so brave of you to exist. Like, it's not brave. Like I am living my life. Like, yeah. you know, you don't have to tell me that it's brave yeah. for me to be out here. There's a giant fly in here and I don't know about this situation. Oh my God. I'm not feeling good about it. Um, But there was something else that then I wanted to talk about. Oh, oh my God. I've been dying to talk to you about this. Wait, can I say one shout out about the JVN show that I haven't, uh, I haven't seen, but I do know this. Mm-hmm. My um, friend... Uh, Adrian Neves, Addie Neves has her art is all over the show, her paintings, and um, I'm very excited for her. And I love her artwork. And you should look up Addie Neves on Instagram because her paintings are amazing. Anyway, go on. Busy, do you want to know the truth about something? Yes. We have a Facebook group for this podcast that you're not in because you no, don't use Facebook. I don't have Facebook. But yeah. there it our most successful post is listeners of the podcast talking about which each and every cents they like best and how many they own and how many they've bought. It is Let me tell you something. Yeah, I know my mom's a part of that Facebook chat group, whatever, yes. whatever it's called. And I also know because I visited Arizona for Christmas. Yeah. My mother uses each and every. (laughs) (laughs) And because of our podcast, and she has so many flavors. (laughs) Scents. I guess they're not flavors. They're not flavors. You know what? I think of them as flavors as well. I do too. It's exciting. It's lavender and lemon, coconut and lime, cannabis and green tea. I recently got caught um, using my husband's coconut and lime. And he was like, he was nice about it. But I could tell he was really because he's really like particular about the coconut and lime. He likes to save it for special occasions. So I have to order my own. I run run fairly high strung. So my (laughs) go to is I I mean, if you if you didn't know that about me. So my go to is the lavender and lemon. Yeah. That's a good one for and you. And you know what I do now? Because what? it's natural, because it's vegan and cr- cruelty-free, because there's no irritation or feeling of like rubbing a dry bar of soap under your arms. Yeah, not my favorite. Um, because it's no marks simple, on your safe ingredients. Yeah, simple, safe ingredients, no artificial fragrances. All of the scents come from natural essential oils. And it's been proven to fight odor as well as an antiperspirant but without aluminum, parabens, or other hidden nasties. When Birdie gets out of the tub or shower at night, yeah, I like run in and each and every under their armpits. I'm not kidding. Just real quick. My teenager. My teenager. Just real just quick. Like, Give me your armpits. Um, guys, if you haven't already yet, we know you're going to love each and every as much as we do and as much as the face book group does so ring in 2022 with a more natural you make that switch i'm encouraging you to do it also then just join the facebook group and you guys can talk about it we've got a great (laughs) offer for our listeners for a limited time get 30 percent off your first purchase order now go to each and every.com slash best use promo code best 30 guys at 30 percent off a big discount 30 percent off yeah with promo code BEST30 at eachandevery.com slash best. So we 
this podcast for a while. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard us talk about how much we are very obsessed with our mattresses from Helix. We love them. Yeah. And then the company reached out and they said, hey, guys, we've got some news for you. We've left the bedroom, babies. <laughs> and we have started making sofas, sofas, sofas. <laughs> anyway, they launched a new company called Allform. The same people that make Helix mattresses, the mattresses we love. Yeah. And they're already making the best sofas in the game. What makes it so cool? For starters, it's the easiest way you can customize a sofa using premium materials and at a fraction of the cost of traditional stores. You can pick your fabric. It's spill, stain, and scratch resistant. And the sofa color and the color of the legs and the sofa size and the shape to make sure that it's perfect for you and your home. They also have armchairs and love seats. And they also have this like in like in very intensely big eight seat sectional sofa. Well, that's what's so cool about it, Busy, is like you can literally make a sofa any shape or size that you need for your space. And then if you go to a new space, which you live in a new house like every, you know, few months this past. And that's not, this is, the, listen, that's not the plan for the future. Right, the, right. The all form is coming with me though, you know? Yeah. So you can just reconfigure your all form sofa. And if in your new place, you decide like, oh, I need a corner for this sofa so that it bends, you can just order that corner and it's delivered right to your home, like very quickly. And you just assemble it yourself. It takes a few minutes. There's no tools needed. It's kind of literally the best thing ever. Genius. And also, you don't need to worry if you feel like I can't try out a sofa without sitting on it first. You get 100 days to decide. If you want to keep it, it's the same thing as the mattress, guys. It's so great. And if great. you don't love it, they come and they pick it up for free and they give you a full refund. It's amazing. We have like this really lovely color yellow sofa. It's extra. Oh, ex I got the yellow one too. Oh! twins it's extra long in my house because both of my sons are like six foot two and they you know can't stretch out on just a, a little love seat or whatever so an extra long sofa that they both can take turns laying their full height out on and we just love it they even offer a forever warranty so to find your perfect sofa check out allform.com slash best and all form is offering 20% off all orders for our listeners at allform.com slash best. Oh boy. Whoopi Goldberg. I just saw this. This just got pulled up. Oh, about she, apolo she apologized. No, for... I don't. I don't think she did. Yeah, she did. She she apologized what? at the beginning no. of The View this morning, I think. Oh, for she did? For misspeaking about the Holocaust not being about race. But she... Wait. But when she was on Colbert, she like doubled down about it? Mm. She said she didn't want to fake so apologize. 
to Stephen Colbert, she said, it's the old, I said nothing wrong, but for the mm. ignorant morons who can't understand simple English, I apologize, apology. Um, okay, but she did apologize. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, don't, I mean, she said that she misspoke and um, that she had learned some things on today's episode of The View. Yeah. Oh, to, on today's episode on The View. Why yeah. am I not seeing that? I don't even know. But I know she did apologize. So that's a fast-moving story. And she should have apologized. She did misspeak, you know? Yeah, it's real fucked up. Um, Here's what she said. On today's show, I said the Holocaust is not about race, but about man's inhumanity to man. I should have said it is about both. As Jonathan Greenblatt from the Anti-Defamation League shared, the Holocaust was about the Nazis' systematic annihilation of the Jewish people who they deemed to be an inferior race. I stand corrected. The Jewish people around the world have always had my support and that will never waver. I'm sorry for the hurt I have caused. So... That's that was like her official statement, but she also said it on the air, and um, and she was right to apologize, and probably wrong to say that to Stephen Colbert. That doesn't seem like a smart thing to say. Jesus, <sighs> I get what maybe she thought she was trying to say is that it was like a semantic issue, and that she shouldn't have to apologize for like saying the word race or whatever. But the thing is, you know that several times Hitler referred to the Jewish people as a race. And, you know, so like, it's a mess. It's a mess. Too many people have too many opportunities to say dumb shit. These yeah, bitches and, included. Right here. You <laughs> yeah, and it's true. It's true. And when you say a dumb thing, like, again, here's the thing. People clearly told her what you said was harmful or hurtful. And then she went on Colbert and said, I don't care that those people said that. That's where, like, it makes it hard for people. That's the Joe Rogan of it. It makes That's it, the Joe Rogan. It makes you know it hard, I mean? hard for people to, to feel like you're really curious about the thing that you're talking about. And you're certainly not an expert on the thing that you're talking about. So then now she's in this weird place where she kind of said on Colbert that her apology would be fake. And so if she gave an apology and now she's given right. an so apology. So now she's given an apology. So what are you supposed to think? Right, right. So it's just like, that's just one of those things. And I get the, I get the human instinct to double down because you think like, I didn't mean to hurt anyone. And now I'm hurt that people are telling me that what I said wasn't a smart thing. I've felt that a million times, but I think like you kind of have to, and it's, it's, and I do want to say like being on a TV show, like the view that trends every fucking morning, not so much since Megan McCain left, but it trends every morning over something that someone says, you get a lot of people coming at you with opinions and you do have to learn when to sort out what you should listen to versus what you can kind of like let it slide or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you're gonna let something slide, then let it slide, let it go. Don't talk about it on Colbert. You know, right. And don't double, you, you know, because the thing is, like, even if it's someone's, even if it's one person telling you an opinion that you don't think is the consensus or whatever, like, then what's the point, you know, of like telling that person that they're wrong? Just say, like, I hear you and I get it. And thanks for letting me know how you feel or don't respond at all. But I have to think that 
many, many, many people told Whoopi what she said was a problem for them. And so to tell Steven that it's like, uh, it would be a fake apology for stupid people. Yikes. Is a yikes. Not great. Yeah. It's a real yikes. It's a, it's real, a real yikes. Fucking yikes. <laughs> Comedians who get bigger jobs that are outside of comedy. <laughs> Uh, but it ha- but l- this is like also like our 24 hour media. I saw that Rachel Maddow is taking a break from her show to like do some movie work. And I'm like, what movie work? <laughs> oh my God. It's just, it's a wild world that we, that we exist in. And like, but yeah, the more you talk, the better the chance is that you're going to fuck up. I mean, I know that to be true. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. <sighs> but I just want to say one thing yeah, about say all it, this. Because <clears throat> we are two ladies who do talk a lot. Yeah. And put our opinions out there and are pretty yeah. like out there. Um I just I don't I don't love this idea that anyone knows everything, right? And no. that's like continuing, continuing to be perpetrated on us. Yeah. And there's a billion fucking podcasts and a billion people who like have a billion opinions and things. And we are two such people. Yes. But the real fucking gaslighting is this thing that's happened which is what the Joe Rogan statement is, which by the way, I didn't watch, but I know Casey did. <laughs> so I feel like I can talk confidently. Sure, about it. sure. Which is the gaslighting of people saying to you, I'm just curious, I'm just a curious person. I'm just asking questions. Right. When they are in fact not asking questions, they are receiving confirmation of their own thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. Yeah, their own bias. Their own motherfucking bias. Confirmation bias. Confirmation bias. But I just feel like that's what's, that's what's like permeating the culture is confirmation bias. Yes. I don't surround myself with people 100% that like are just all, we all have the same opinions. And when people are talking about shit and I don't understand it, I do ask questions. Right. What does that word mean? What is... Wait. So when people say NFTs are bad for the environment, why? Like, why is that cryptocurrency? And if they don't know the answer, I'm like, well, can we figure it out? Like, can we look it up? Like, and some things I will say that are totally idiotic. I agree. Like, but I have a gut feeling that something sinister is going on with NFTs. But I don't know what that, you know, that is right, like, right. It, it, there's probably like the truth is probably somewhere in there, like between Jeffrey Epstein and like NFTs are the future of art. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like yeah. there's somewhere in that spectrum lies the truth. I just am like, how do you, how do you weed through all of the information and maintain the ability to like actually really do 
like really ask questions and really listen to the answers and take it in and critically think about them when like Joe Rogan is asking questions, right? And he's getting the answers that he wants from people that he is telling you are experts. Right. And they may actually, can I be honest? They may actually be experts in like their snake oil that they're selling. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like they've spent a lot of time researching. They believe in their whatever horse pills. I, I don't right. even know. What is it that right. they're supposed to drink? Drinking their pee. Yeah, drinking sure. pee. Um, yeah. Wait, this is what I'm saying. Like when people are, okay, sorry, this took me too long to get to it and you'll just have to edit it. Yeah. But like when people are so, are so committed yes. to their own fallacies, their own, their own misinformation. Right. How are we all, just the general fucking public, expected to right. be able to pull apart truth? Well, that's the interesting thing, right? Because we're talking about critical thinking. And the thing is, we only have so much capacity to think about anything. And, you know... A hundred fucking percent. And so then to critically think about anything is like, a, it's it's work. It's an extra step. So when we're, you know, just take, for example, like COVID-19 and ivermectin and, you know, talking about critical thinking skills and media literacy, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So science is science, right? But we all know that medicine is based on opinions, right? Like in one doctor's opinion, this is how he would scientifically treat what's wrong with you. And then we know that if we're not satisfied with that answer, we don't think it was thorough enough. We go and get a second opinion from another doctor. And very often that other doctor will say, this is how I would handle this. This is, I would not do this surgery. I would give you this other medication. So like, People like to say science is, you know, science is science. Science is the truth. There is no opinion in science. But how to how to apply that science, how doctors or, you know, anyone using science in in their the course of their work, that is generally it's what they've decided to do in their opinion is the best course of action. Because we know there are doctors out here who are saying like, drink your pee and don't get vaccines. But then when we're talking about something like, take for example, the COVID-19 pandemic, there comes to be a medical consensus among many doctors. They're saying the patterns are bearing out that being vaccinated is more helpful than it could ever be harmful statistically. And they're saying that, yes, you still might get a breakthrough infection, but the likelihood that you would die from that infection is much lower. And there's a consensus that we're not reaching herd immunity on COVID. So vaccines are the way to go. And that's how that we have to do it, not just to protect ourselves, but to protect like more vulnerable people who cannot Mm. be vaccinated for whatever reason. That's a consensus consensus of opinion based on science. But as we know, like even science can be manipulated and you can make those statistics and those studies, you can manipulate them. So I get it. I get that people don't trust everything that they hear, but then it's weird when, well, just for example, this morning, I believe a Japanese company is like, saying that 
ivermectin is effective against COVID-19 again. And I'm like, oh no, here we go again. Um, But then when you read beyond the headline. Oh boy. It's that ivermectin in a non-human trial is effective against COVID-19 in a test tube, which is, <laughs> um, and it's also like not a clinical trial. It's right. just something that they found. But you know what else is effective in a test tube against COVID-19? Probably bleach. Probably, who knows, maybe Windex would kill COVID-19 in a test let's tube. Get, let's get Nia Vardalis over here. <laughs> But, you know, so, yes, that is true. It's like when people say, like, oh, there's a study that is hopeful about, like, treating cancer. And then people are like, holy shit, this type of cancer is going to be cured. And then you read and you find that, well, it was just a study in mice. It wasn't like a human study. And so, Mm -hmm. like, it's just it's just one of those things. I don't blame people for being confused. I don't blame people for being doubtful, but I do think that we just have to exercise critical thinking skills and really like read things. And like I read medical studies for a hobby. Like it's I'm if I hadn't worked in TV, I probably would have tried to have some type of career in science or fashion design. Um all the all very similar. I mean, you know, areas. most people go one of two ways. <laughs> Very similar areas. So I read medical studies for like funsies and I have like subscriptions to all of these things. And like very often I don't understand. I don't understand the methodology. They're challenging. But every time you read an article about like there's a promising new drug or whatever, there will always be a hot link to where they got that information from in the article that you can click on and you can almost always, almost always, they'll say like a study out of Harvard, a study out of of MIT, and it'll be a little link that you can click on. And then you can take a look at the raw information because again, the story that you're reading is just someone's interpretation of that data. And very often, incorrect. Just like it is incorrect to say that Neil Young made Spotify lose $40 million. That happened before Neil Young said anything. And it happened to every streaming platform lost a great deal of money because the market was in a downturn. So, you know, I mean, but do we want to take that away from Neil Young in this moment? You know what I mean? No, no, no. He totally, he totally, (laughs) it deserves it. And by the way, like, that's one thing I want to go back to. So whoever tuned out, because they're just mad that we keep talking about Neil Young. Neil, I never said that what Neil Young was doing was stupid or wrong. I just said overall, I didn't think it would make that big of a difference to Spotify. Yeah. I think that Neil Young is right to stand up for what he believes. And he's like a, I think like a polio survivor. So obviously he believes in vaccines and understands the importance of vaccines. And so he was right to do what he did. That was the right decision for him. But just in terms of business, I didn't see it making that big of a difference. And I think it's too soon to tell how much of a difference it'll make. Now that BTS fans are on board, not BTS the group, BTS fans. I can't wait. I want to see what's going to happen. They're the people. They are legion. They are many. They can vote with their dollars in the free market to tell Spotify, we don't like the way things are going. I just feel like what we need is the organizational skills of 
BTS fans. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's yeah. what, that is what Democrats have been missing this whole time. <laughs> is the organizational ability and the social media prowess of yeah. BTS fans. I mean, it's really, it's incredible. It, the Democratic Party, the the group that has really done the best organizing for the Democratic Party historically is Black women. And they do for sure. a real right? grassroots, mm -hmm. boots on the ground, local community organizing. So if we could put that together with the... Um, with the virtual prowess of BTS fans, I think Democrats would be unstoppable. Well, guys, we just solved it. And um, <laughs> Casey, what are you doing your best on this week? I think like, well, it's been a weird week here. Um, my husband uh, got transferred. His We say he has a new office. Um, but my husband works at a store. He manages a store. And it, it's common for every couple of years for you to be switched to a new store and you don't find out too far in advance. And um, I'm not sure why that is, but it seems to be working. So um, he found out a couple days before that he was going to be going to a new store. So it was a little bit of like, that's like starting a new school, like finding out that you're starting a new school, like all your friends are going to be different and, and it's a new place and it's a new route. And uh, you know, so he said that he wasn't, um, nervous about it at all and so I took his word for it but also he really was nervous I could tell um, so I just have been trying to like uh be you know, supportive just, yeah be supportive and pay a little extra attention to him though I do mm -hmm. I think I pay a good amount of attention to him yeah. he um here's something don't tell him that I told you this okay. but my husband who is adorable and like I think the cutest he doesn't really like at some point in his life he stopped really having eyebrows like he just has like a couple which is <laughs> which is wild to me because I have so much eyebrows and like people compliment my eyebrows all the time and I'm like please understand it's just a headband of fur that goes across my forehead and I'm I can carve into there's so it. much maintenance so much maintenance <laughs> I can carve into it like a block of marble and do whatever I want. I can have whatever type of eyebrows I want. So they can come out really nice if I do say so myself, but it's a lot. It's yes, it's a lot of maintenance. So anyway, I was like, uh, um, I was doing my eyebrows, my carving, my monthly carving. And my husband was like, oh, babe, your eyebrows look good. And I was like, do you want me to do, I could make your eyebrows look good. Do you want me to do your eyebrows? So he let me, um, draw eyebrows on him so he could no. see no, what it no. was like. No, 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 no. And it was such a funny experience because he left them on all day to see like if our kids would notice and if they would like take, they? Him, take him more seriously. I think Eli noticed right away, but Lincoln didn't really notice for a little while. But it was oh, so funny oh, because... I didn't really have the right color eyebrow pencil. <laughs> it was like too warm for my husband's coloring. And so he... Please tell me you took a picture. <laughs> Did you take a picture? I never took a picture, but it was so funny because... Oh no, it's he so kept, good. <laughs> he kept looking at himself in the mirror and being like, this looks insane. But then he would be so careful to like turn to me and be like, babe, you did a really good job. It's just that right, it's right. So this is weird. not, this isn't me. It's like, but not, you <laughs> did a great job. 
Hey, that's really sweet though. So too, worried also. that like my feelings would be hurt mm-hmm. that he was like laughing at my eyebrow job on him. And uh he I was like, no, no, no. I mean, like the pencil's too warm. I gotta get a cooler pencil. We'll try it again another time. Have you ever did you see the Chrissy Teigen eyebrow? Did we talk about yes. this on the podcast? Did like we talk about eyebrow? it? No, we never talked about it. How she got like an eyebrow I'm, transplant. Oh my god. I was I looked up the whole thing. I was so fascinated by it. Like <laughs> It's kind of amazing. I could be a donor. Maybe. No, they take your own. They take your own. Oh, hat. bummer. <laughs> they take it from like the back of your head, I think. Oh, okay. It's, I okay. mean, it's crazy. And you have to like, you have to cut your eyebrows when they, when they, if they take, if the eyebrow transplant takes. Oh, you have to, you have to cut, like, you end they up grow like the length of head hairs. Yes. Oh my God, that's insane. I think it's kind of cool. Like, no, it's but I kind mean, of just amazing. Like having to do that. What if Chrissy Teigen starts a trend where you just grow out your transplanted eyebrows yeah. and put it back in a ponytail and like your hairline just starts like right over your eyes now? Yeah, that sounds great. I'm here for it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I support. I'm in full that's support. That's insane. Well, you have really nice eyebrows, so you don't, you you would never need that, I don't think. No, you, no, no. I don't need it, but I over- just, I just like... I really liked, I just really liked the idea of it. And I do know so many, you know, Gen X, Gen X ladies who overplucked. Oh my God. Well, maybe. In the 90s. Yeah. And my poor husband, maybe, maybe we'll start a GoFundMe. I just feel like it's like a little bit like, what are we trying to accomplish? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like I, I'm Is it something that like bugs him? No, it well, it was weird because he did post a picture where he was like, I'm unrecognizable to myself. And like he kind of says that sometimes. Like he he's like, I look in the mirror and I don't even like know who I'm looking at. Because I get it. Like he's changed, you know, like he shaves his head now and like he wears glasses where he didn't used to wear glasses. And like those are big changes to your appearance. Mm-hmm. And we're all getting older. And so I'd imagine that sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. a man looks at himself, it, he has a beard now and he's like who the fuck is this guy you know so I was like maybe getting your eyebrows back will give you like a little bit like maybe you'll see yourself but it didn't it didn't work out exactly that way but maybe we'll start a go fund me so that he can get his properly shaded eyebrows growing and then he'll just have to have me trim them every every few days I mean I think it's kind of fun he did once use, um, I had like that eyelash serum to try to grow my eyelashes longer yeah. because like I used to have really long eyelashes and I don't anymore. Uh-huh. Um, and then he used it on his eyebrows and he said some eyebrow hairs did come back. But then I stopped using the eyelash serum because it was making my eyelashes insane. It was like, I didn't have more eyelashes. I just had really incredibly long eyelashes, like the same seven eyelashes incredibly long growing every which way but not insane eyelash way so i just discontinued using the product huh there you go i mean okay i've never tried it because i got scared because a long time ago (laughs) it was like that the um side one of the side effects was that it would turning blue eyes like changing the color Yeah, yeah yeah Wasn't even necessary. I mean, yes, brown, yes, but like that it was like changing the color of yeah. people's eyes or whatever. So, but I do have really long eyelashes. It's just that um, I have my, because I am, guys, believe it or not, I mean, my hair is dirty blonde naturally now, but like people think my hair is 
naturally brown. It's not, it's naturally blonde. <laughs> and the ends of my eyelashes are very blonde. Yes, my And my eyebrows well. are very, and my eyebrows are very blonde. And you so tend I do your dye eyebrows. them. Yeah. Well, yeah. not when I'm working on the show because when we do the 90s flashbacks, we wax my eyebrows together and make them really thin. Yes. And you can't, you can't really do that if you dye your brows. But anyway. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, oh, also, I'm doing my best at um, reserving my emotions for situations that deserve them. Great. I love I'm, this for you. It's, I'm on the same journey as last week. I'm just not going to get super worked up about things that, you know, I don't need to get worked up about. And then I mm. have so much energy to get worked up about shit that I need to get worked up about. And that's okay. just a better way to go. What are you doing your best at this week? <sighs> Well, it's continued to be rough, but you're not. I mean, I mean, see that, that, that's an appropriate illustration of what I'm talking about. That person just beeped their horn for 10 seconds. How did that change the situation? It didn't. He needs to calm the fuck down. Yeah. It's New York city. You know what it's like. Guys, it's New York city. You know what I mean? Um, should I go out there and say that to him? Yeah. Calm down. Okay, Cupid is the place for me. <laughs> well, maybe not me, but all my friends can see. <laughs> they should do all okay, Cupid <laughs> so they can find someone they love. Oh my okay, gosh. Cupid, come on. Why don't you get some? <laughs> is that good? I mean, it, honestly, it's not pretty the good. worst. It's not the worst. Biz, I know that you and I have talked about this a million times. We have so many single friends who have told us stories about being out on a date and it seems like this person is the one. And then all of a sudden they just like that person drops a huge deal breaker. Like as you uh, described, your friend whose date asked if they could borrow a blender. Emily Beebe, the date that stole the blender? <laughs> yes. I think, wait. The date that stole the blender is like one of the better <laughs> horrible date stories that I've ever heard. <laughs> By the way, I followed up after after we talked about it. She did get the Vitamix back. Oh, she that's did. good. That's Eventually. good. Eventually, guys. Yeah. But it was a long time. I mean, it's it's a it's a dodgy situation, right? Trying to trying to find a person that is, you know, someone that you're into. Who doesn't do weird things? Or or like, I don't know, go to the f- insurrection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what if you're like, what if you're what if you're like this guy's super you like are matched with some guy and then he like casually dropped that he was at the January 6th th- insurrection at the <laughs> what Capitol. Do you do? Yeah. I mean you turn him into that you turn him into the FBI. Yes. But also you're like, why am I on this date in the first place? But also, like, what if you're like, oh, God, he's really hot. This is what I'm saying. You don't want to be put in this position, guys. No. We have good news for you. No. we Great news. <laughs> thanks <laughs> thanks to the dating app OkCupid. You are never going to be put in that situation because OkCupid finds people that you are most compatible with. And here's how it works. The OkCupid app learns what's important to you by asking you questions. And then the app's one-of-a-kind algorithm pairs you with people that care about what you care about, like puppies or reproductive rights 
or not trying to overthrow the government because of a false idol. (laughs) In fact, did you know... Okay, Cupid is the only dating app in the world that lets you filter out singles that don't care about the issues you care about. From climate change to being pro-choice to LGBTQ rights. That's why you got to do Okay, Cupid, guys. It's time to find your person. Download the dating app, Okay, Cupid, today. Okay, so things have been tricky for me in life. And the last several months have been really, really hard, especially with work and then my knee being sort of messed up. So I haven't been working out at all, you know, because I I probably could have figured something out, but it was like I was so overwhelmed with everything else and my knee swelling was like and being in pain was so bad. And the hyaluronic acid shots definitely have worked now, I can tell. But they did they don't work right away. You have to do like a series of them and then they like start to work, like I guess. Again. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, I hadn't worked out. I haven't worked out since October. And then we had the these and then we've been having these winter months. And then I've just been having like a lot of stuff going on. And Let's just be real. I've been depressed. And not everybody handles depression in the same way. And my way is definitely... um, And on top of being depressed, I'm like working nonstop, which requires a ton of focus and like energy put in a place that I need it to be put in. Yeah. And probably like... Disassociating from your depression, basically. It's a little bit of a disassociation vibe. That's not. That's not. And that's not a lie. That's not uh, anything that anyone could argue with. And you know, I'm on. Like, I take. I actually. T- I take antidepressants. Like, I'm not not taking medicine. I am. This has just been like the exercise thing. While I think when I came back from Hoffman, I was like, I was using it to punish myself, which I think is I think it's complicated. I think things are complicated. I think not everything is one thing. Yeah. You know? And I think that my and I think that being in my body and allowing myself to like feel good in my body and exercise hard and get like hard cardio out at times maybe was like sort of self-flagellation. Yeah. But also I think it helped me control like anxiety and depression and like bad feelings about my body creeping in that, you know, those things, those bad feelings are a construct, you know, right? but they do have a tendency to snowball. Right. And then it becomes like a never ending self-fulfilling prophecy of like feeling terrible. Right. So anyway, I've been just having a really rough time, especially, um, I honestly, I feel like just 2022, just this, yeah. the start to this year was rough for me, like yeah. really, really fucking tough. Yeah. And, um, for ways both big and small. <laughs> <clears throat> I hear that. And I'm not, try as I may, like I'm not 
great at like being kind to myself and giving myself a break, you know, like I'm, I, it's a constant, it's a constant place of improvement, like, which is even in itself, not giving myself any grace or being kind to myself. I'm sorry. Just like, it is just what it is. Like I am almost always sitting in judgment of myself. Right. It's just who I've always been. And, um, I woke up over the weekend and I'm like, this is, oh God, this is it. Like, it was like a fucking blizzard, right? Yeah. And I was like, this is, well, actually, actually on Friday, on Friday I was at work and I was so fucking tired and like I was FaceTiming my friend and I just like started like laughing and like hysterically crying at the same time, like in my hair and makeup chair and my hair dresser Yancey who I'm obsessed with is like well she's lost it now (laughs) (laughs) and I was like Yancey yes I have anyway but like I that's what I like truly felt like I felt like this is I don't even fucking know what's gonna happen and Saturday was the blizzard and I was like I can't I can't do this anymore like I feel crazy I'm like I'm having like I, this is, and okay, trigger warning, or I don't know, whatever. Guys, this whole show's a trigger warning. But like, I hate the way I look. Like, I hate it right now. I hate yeah. it, Casey. Yeah. I hate every part of the way that I look. Like when I, you know, my face, my body, like everything, my hair, I hate everything right now when I look at myself. I'm like in a yeah. real self-loathing. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. And, and that's like a thing that isn't all the time for me, you know, like I've done so much work on that stuff and like, I've gotten so much better about that part. But there've been like just a confluence of circumstances and then also a lot of like me just drinking so much wine and eating cookies so many cookies and um not working out you know and like being exhausted and cold and seasonal effective (laughs) 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 anyway and like you know just all of these you know and I'm just like pizza pasta cookies wine whatever and Yeah, it's just been hard. It's just been fucking hard. And so, and then on top of it, like with this knee surgery, I'm going to the doctor tomorrow. I'm going to Dr. Strickland tomorrow. Yeah. Like this knee surgery that is being proposed to me is like a major fucking deal. Yeah. And I know that it's like a thing that I will, I have to do it. Like my, I have a, it is like a genetic situation, you know, like I have, it's like when somebody like, I just have bad knees. It's like, I have confirmation. I do have, I have like legit things that need to be fixed if I want to be a person that's like mobile, active and like the kind of person I want to be, you know? Right, right. But did you see that? Do you ever follow, do you follow this ballet guy? Did I talk about this already? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't follow this ballet guy. His name is like James White. 
head, I think, White's head or something. Okay. And he was like, he's, I think he's with the ABT now. Okay. Um, and he was, he's 37 and he was doing the Nutcracker over Christmas uh-huh. And literally, like, snapped his patellar tendon, oh, like in gosh. a in a performance. Right. One of my one of the surgery parts of my genetic thing is that my patellar tendon is too long, so they do need to cut it and shorten right. it. Right. And anyway, so he's like a beautiful fucking dancer, and he's been a dancer since he was nine years old. He's a professional athlete, and he's getting. He got it. They flew him back to. He was on tour with the Nutcracker. I think it was ABT, and they were in California. And they flew him back to HSS here in New York, and he got his surgery there, which is where I would get my surgery. And he's been like documenting, documenting the surgery and the recovery, right? And it is like brutal, brutal. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this is a an athlete like this man is an athlete right and he is like not it's hard right and I'm just like I am currently trying to squeeze in a surgery right in between when I get back from Sweden and (laughs) (laughs) and then the kids spring break and moving out of the temporary apartment and then moving into a townhouse. And then on top of it, there's like 4,000 other things that are always happening in my personal life and professional life. And then uh, start. I will start press for Girls 5 Eva in the like late spring for yeah. the next season. Yeah. So I'm literally trying, like, I'm going to, like, wedge in a surgery and, like, I'll be, I'll just be on what? Like, I'll be on Clonopin, like, doing this podcast? Like, I don't even understand how this works. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I'm going to see her tomorrow because I just, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I, I can't, I don't know what the, she basically, like, in October when I saw her was like, I guess we can wait until your show is over, but you really shouldn't. But I need to like have like a real fucking come to Jesus because I don't know how this works in my life. Like I don't know how, I just don't understand how I can do it, you know? Yeah. And anyway, I know that it's like, there's no, my my mom's like, there's busy, you know, there's no good time for surgery. I'm like, mom, yeah, no, I fucking know. Right. But like, I haven't. I know this is going to sound so stupid. I haven't even seen, like, my sofa in two years. (laughs) Listen. I want to see her. You want to see your sofa. Here's what I'll say. Your mom's right. There is no good time for surgery. But maybe, like, I don't know. Here's Here's the way that I'm hearing it from you is that you're talking about, you're talking about your job and you're talking about, getting this place ready where you're going to live. I want my kids to feel settled though, too. You know, like it's not, it's not weird to, you know. But let me just say this. Before you move into a a townhouse, you already live in that body. You have a job, but you don't have a job without that body. Your kids, you want them to feel settled. You are the most settling thing in their life. So all of these things, like the, 
That I think the scary thing is knowing that the world will go on without you when you have to hit pause because you're a person that loves to be of the world. But like sometimes the world fucking has to go on without you and other people have to take care of some shit while you lay down with your bad knees so that you can rejoin the world. And here's what I know about you. When you have that surgery, whenever you decide to fit it in, and your mom's right, there is no good time to fit in a surgery. When you have that, you will participate in the world as strongly and enthusiastically as you can. But I also know that the people that love you and that have your back will help you and they will pick up some of the slack and they will do the things that you can't do because you're hopefully sitting on your sofa that you haven't seen in two years and just enjoying the shit out of that reunion. And the people that don't pick up the slack, like, fuck it. What are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do? I will push you around in a wheelchair if you need <laughs> that because I love you. But it is it is also overwhelming just because, like, both knees basically need surgery. Yeah. And now my... So then on Saturday, my right knee started hurting more. And that's, like, yeah. my, quote, good your, knee. Your good but knee. But it's only my good knee because I had surgery on it when I was 14. Yeah. Because it was, like, traumatized in my skateboarding fall guys read the book so many (laughs) so many knee injuries so little time but it's so not you to envision yourself being even a little bit out of commission but then okay wait so then so then I woke up today no 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 then over the weekend I was like so part of the reason why like I I didn't I haven't been working out period even though she said I could work out, by the way, yeah. like sir, I can do things. And yeah. I probably even could have done my trampolining like and modified it. But like the temporary place that we moved into didn't have. It's just it's just been. Yeah, it's, it's all been a it's lot. Jenga. It's Jenga. And so but on the weekend, I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to like try to work out. But then I like got kind of scared and I was like, I don't want to do, here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to like injure myself more. Should talk to someone, whatever. So then my friend Elsa has a trainer here in the city who does a trampoline workout and she's a trainer. And so she put me in touch with her. And so then this morning I went and we like went over the knee things and like went over all this stuff. And she was like, this is what we're going to do. And like, because tra- the mini tramp, the whole reason why I started doing it in the first place all those years ago was because of my bad knees. Right. And I was like, I, I couldn't even soul cycle anymore. Like I couldn't, I knew that like things were, I need something really low, low right. impact. Right. And if you have a trampoline that's like the right springing for you, it can be okay. But so anyway, so I got, so I did the class, I did this private like thing with her this morning. This is all what I'm doing my best at. I'm just trying to explain. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying course. to get there. Um and it was like shocking. Like I had to stop. I like started hysterically crying. Aww. Because I was so out of shape. Like so fast. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so and I was like 
surprised by it, like very surprised by it because I've been so strong, like, you know, and I've been so, I mean, in the entirety of Busy Tonight, how many days did I miss my workout? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, listen, one time my husband asked me if you could do your life over again, what would you, like, what's one thing you would change? And I said, I would never stop doing a cartwheel every day. Because I can't do a cartwheel now. And like, when I used to be like, I could just do a thousand cartwheels in a row at one point in my life. And I'm like, why did I stop doing a car? I mean, I get it. Like when you're going to like just bust out a cartwheel somewhere in the middle, like the hallway of your first job after college or whatever. But like, that's what I would change. I would never stop doing at least one cartwheel every day. That's really beautiful. Maybe you can like, Maybe you can start training. Maybe. And get back into it. I bet maybe. you can. Maybe. 2022 may be the year that I the get year the back on the it's cartwheel. the year of the cartwheel. Cart. It is. I do want to say about starting your year, It today is um, happy Lunar New Year. Lunar New Year, which you know that I'm all about. You know, I'm just such a moon bitch. And, yeah. and I really believe in the lunar cycles. I mean, it's also yeah. the new moon today. Yeah. Obviously, you know, that means I got my period. <laughs> Um, I looked at, wait, I looked it up. You're the year of the goat. You're an earth goat. Oh, and, I'm an earth goat. And I'm a water rat. I'm an earth goat? Really? You're an earth you're an earth goat. Yeah. That makes the, sense. The I year guess. Year. It's interesting. It's I think it's so interesting to look at the Chinese zodiac compared to like <sighs> I love the it. what is what is the basis of the zodiac that we pay attention to? I don't I don't even know the star. The it's also star. Oh wait. No, but I mean oh, it's like Roman. like a Roman, Roman yeah, and okay. Greek astrologers, probably. But the it's interesting to think of like um, the month you were born versus the year that you were born. It makes sense that like everybody born in a certain year would kind of have like a similar vibe because well, that's like your generation. You know, listen, you know how much I love a generation. Yeah, but I saw what I looked into it because I saw it on Twitter that it's the year of the water tiger. And um, then it had all, and I know that I'm the rat because like that, of course, like I know it from like Chinese restaurant placemats and I'd always be like, I'm the rat. Um, but but uh, they basically tweeted out like what every sign can expect from 2022. And the, Wait, who was this? Who did that? I think it was like Bloomberg, I want to say. Oh my God, hilarious. This is actually making me LOL. What they tweeted for the year of, for people who are the year of the rat was like, it's not going to be a great year. (laughs) Just lay low and try again in 2023. So then I looked more into it from more official sources and it wasn't not that it's not going to be a great year. It's just that, you know, it's not, might not be the best year (laughs) for rats. But I think, I think goats are having a good year. So... That's what I want to tell you. Today is the start of a good well, year for you. So wait, so what actually is interesting is that I went and I did this workout, you know? Yeah. Today. How is this year going to be for goats is what I was just going to Google, but I don't think that's going <laughs> to give me... <laughs> well, I, I better than my friend Kristen's goat in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, guys, how is this year going to be for goats? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh no, gosh. I just pressed. Oh my God. No, it really did come up. <laughs> it really did come up. 
my luck in the year of this tiger year 2022 is relatively smooth there you go <sighs> so listen oh, 2021 for goats yeah mostly unfavorable there you go. Listen, these these lunar these Chinese horoscopes, they are not pulling any punches by the way. <laughs> like I was very I was I actually appreciated not having smoke blown up my ass by the Chinese mm-hmm. zodiac that I consulted online. They were like, "Listen, I'm really I'm really into this now." Okay, well <laughs> so so anyway, so oh, this is interesting. So anyway, so I did the fucking workout and yeah. I had to take a, I had to sob. Yeah. I also had to cough because guys, I've been smoking too much pot. Girl. Gummies. I know, but I like have been enjoying, I, cause I've been depressed. I mean, I've been depressed and listen, if my psychiatrist listened to my podcast and made it to this hour two of the podcast, he would be like, remember the conversation we had about how. You can have a little bit of weed, but you can't have too much weed because it'll make you depressed. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. do, sir. Also, the biz, also the cold. The, I mean, like. I have, know. Have I told you about this? Like when I worked at Letterman, which is the 40th anniversary of Late Night with David Letterman. And so sending love to everyone that I worked with when I worked there, um, cause people are kind of like celebrating and, and having memories. But when I worked at Letterman, I went through a period where I was in a deep fucking depression and a stage hand was like, honey, what is wrong with you? Like you haven't been yourself for a little while. And I was like, I don't know. I'm just like going through something like maybe New York is not the place for me. And maybe this is not the right job for me or whatever. And he was like, Listen, your lips are blue. Take my jacket. And he gave me his like, backstage. Yeah, yeah. It was that I was cold. I was cold in yeah. the Ed Sullivan Theater. Okay. And it well, 100% changed my life, that jacket. Interestingly enough, Ashley Margolis did send me a very warm jacket. Shout out to go. the A-list. A, a gifting place, guys. A gifting Celebrity, celebrity gifting. Oh my God, we didn't even get into this. I feel like we need to cut like the first 25 <laughs> minutes of the podcast. I'm not kidding, Casey, because this is this is all the good stuff. And if people just start listening to like the blah, 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 blah they're not going to get to this part, which is that this thing popped up over the weekend and I could not stop laughing. And I don't think I sent it to you, but I will now. And it's like these pictures of celebrities holding products. Yes! Okay. Yes! Do you that know at gifting, at gifting suites, but there, but this is what I'm going to say. I, cause I, they did not do that justice. Like I went to so many of those gifting suites in the yeah. like early 2000s. First of all, like they don't do them anymore because the internet exists. Right. And back then it was like no issue to like hold up a sandal to hat to your face and take a picture for some random brand right. because they weren't, there was nowhere they could use it. They couldn't use it as an ad. That was like part of the deal, you know, right, right. they could like use it internally. Right. And like, they could try to like sell magazines by saying like, Oh, Hillary Duff really likes this platform sandal. But unless you had like an arrangement, like an advertisement deal with them, they couldn't use you at a gifting suite holding up a thing. 
But the thing that that article got wrong is that it wasn't like at award shows. The award shows gift baskets were famous and those were like legit people got them when they were like nominated for Golden Globes or Oscars or whatever. And they put an end to that because the government was like locked down on it and started to tax it at some point. Right. But the gifting suites were just like random anytime like these gifting suites. And I always was like wanting to go to gifting suites and I wasn't famous enough to get the good stuff. And like, that was always like the ultimate humiliation was being like ushered past like the Vizio phone because you're not famous enough to get one. Right. And like then being forced to like take a picture with some like, yeah, like, really ugly sandal that then you're like, well, I guess thank you for this really ugly sandal, but whatever. Oh my God. But anyway, I went to so many, those, it was like so evocative for me of like such a very, very specific time. And it was making me laugh really hard. And you guys will post it. I think we should, <laughs> I think we should post some of these pictures. I, I have to tell you something though. Um, I chickened out. I'm not in that particular article. You're not in the roundup, yeah. The roundup, which is great because I, it's like very embarrassing and hilarious. Um, but I chickened out. I couldn't. I also, you know, you guys just heard me literally cry. I, I was like not. I was like I'm too emotionally fragile right now to like look up myself doing it. Right. But if you want to, that's fine. But I, I'm not, but please don't send it to me. I'm asking you as my friends, please don't send it to me in this moment in, my, in time. Cause I'm just not, I'm, I don't want to see just it. Just like unless it's re, Nicola it's really Coughlin fun. doesn't want you to talk about her body. Busy yeah. Phillips does not want you to send. Yeah. And you know, and if you're like, listen, if you're a person that's like, fuck it, I'm going to tag you anyway. You're a real Joe you. Rogan. You're a real <laughs> Joe Rogan. I I know people are going to do it because here's the thing. Whenever I say that I hate feet and they literally actually repulse me and it, like make me dry heave, at least five quote unquote friends send me pictures of feet. And I'm like, people just, they're just delighted by upsetting you. So I know at least someone's going to do it, but I'm glad you said that. Don't do it. All right. Well, I'm not going. I mean, I hope nobody does it to me and I won't send you any more pictures of my feet. Well, <laughs> you, you never send me pictures. I never have. Never I never have. have I never have. Not you once. You never have one. And you apologize every time you talk about feet. I know. And I'm also like, trigger warning, Casey, turn this off. Yeah, it's um, true. I used to work with a, a woman who couldn't stand. Oh, my gosh. Talk about Year of the Rat. She couldn't stand hearing the word rat. And it was like such a shame because something kind of funny happened to me with a rat one time and I just couldn't tell her and she would have laughed the hardest out of anyone, but I just could never tell her because she couldn't even hear the word rat. I mean, now everything's coming back to me. Do you remember in my office at Busy Tonight that I used to sit in that chair in the little sunlight in the afternoon? Yes. yes. Guys, this is all very clear. This is why this this is why this new office is so good for me because it has office apartment office yeah. slash apartment yeah because it's got this big these big windows and it's got so much light because it's high up yeah anyway I'm very pleased about it 
I'm trying to like fill it with things, but it's also impossible because most of my things are in storage and it's hard to get out. So until we move into the townhouse, it's just like pulling together random other things. Yeah, I gotcha. And I don't want to really spend money because, you know. Right, because you're trying not to buy anything. Did you forget that? I did not forget it. And I have bought things, but they have mostly been used. Oh, great. Slash vintage slash. I bought one new thing. I bought a few. I bought a few new things. Are they secret? Are they private? No, I just bought, I bought a rug, like a, like a non, like not a super expensive, but like a, a new rug. Okay. Rug. All right. Because you can't do a podcast when there's no sound. Well, I was going to say, yeah, it does. It it sounds like you have some things in there because it's a lot less echoey and yeah. Yeah. So I think you had to. It was a podcast. But I did, but it was a podcast call. But I also bought things off of like the outlet things, you know, like outlet stuff. Did we discuss that if that's part of it? Because I did buy outlet stuff. We didn't discuss if that was part of it, but it's it's your thing. You make the rules. You know what? I'm making the rules. Um, all right. I have to I actually have to go because we're nearing the end of our time with Girls Five Evs and yeah. I have a dance rehearsal. Mm. With that badass knee. With my bad knee. Wait, I didn't really say what I'm doing my best at. Okay. Let's do it. So that was all a preamble. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. I got back up on the tramp after I hysterically cried. Yeah. I was like, and this girl, this poor girl that I've like never met, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I literally at one point I was like, I know you don't know me. This is very on brand. It's like, I didn't want her to be concerned. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I'm fine. Just let me sob. Like, it's okay. Yeah. But I got back up on the tramp and I kept going and I kept doing it. And I feel, you can tell, I think, I feel so much better this afternoon. Yeah. And it was not cute. I'm going to say it. Like, it was not cute. And I... Honestly, guys, like I almost was, I was like, I want to post this because I want people to like understand. And then I was like, fuck it. What do I owe anyone? I can just talk about it on the podcast. Like, I don't need to do this to myself in this moment either. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes, I do. And I don't need to make it like a fucking post that then is like a fucking some asshole headline clickbait. Busy Phillips has fallen off the wagon, gained weight, whatever. It doesn't mean right. not even that that, but you, I'm not, yes, I'm not even saying that That's I've gained not, weight. You're I not don't saying, weigh, right. I don't weigh myself. Right. I just am saying that that is like what I see it possibly being turned into, which I was like, I don't need to subject myself to that. So yes. <clears throat> the girl said to me, this trainer who was very cute, Jess was like, you got it. You're so great. Like you're, you, you have muscle, everybody has muscle memory. Like it's gonna, it'll come back. Like, yeah. and you got it. And like, I were, I'm not going easy on you. Like this is, 
this is a hard workout. You're doing cardio. You've like taken a couple months off. You, your body needed to heal. You've been working a lot. Like she like, cause I told you, I like, we went through all this stuff before yeah. I went back there and she's like, you have an injury. So your body is like protective of it anyway. And then she was like, I think it's just really important to give yourself grace. Just, just like give yourself some grace right now and just keep going. Just give yourself grace and keep going. And grace was like one of the big words that in all of my um, like meditations and stuff at Hoffman um, kept coming back to me that I need to like grace. Like I need to keep giving my, allowing myself to have grace for myself. Yeah. And so she said that like word and I just was like, oh, right. Oh, busy. We've been here. We've been, we've been here. You forgot grace. This is just a moment like every other fucking moment in life. Yeah. And like, of course it's hard because it's always hard. It's never not hard, but you just, you just like keep going a bit and allow yourself some space and grace and fucking grace. Yeah. Could I have been working out this whole time? Maybe, maybe it's possible that I could have just been like, but you know what? I was going through some things, feeling some things about it. And I didn't. And I didn't. And now we're here and it is what it is. And like, I just have to give myself great. Am I going to get, am I going to work out tomorrow? I probably won't. I have a 7 a.m. pickup and I'm working all day and I have this dance rehearsal. So I probably won't work out tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But I'm going to like allow myself some grace and I'm going to be easy on myself and like, be slow with it. And that's my plan. And I'm going to do my best at that this week. So I guess this is a preemptive, what am I doing my best at? But it's all right. I think it's so brilliant. I think it's like, you're making, you're giving me ice castles energy. You're giving me... (laughs) (laughs) You're... When the, because oh my god, <laughs> you forgot to give yourself grace, you know, yeah. and that's something that all the time. Like, how many times are you like, oh, this is a life changing bit of information that I have, and it's gonna make every day different going forward? And then, like, you just forget that piece of information. You forget, you know, and then you. It takes like some. It takes little Jess at the workout that you tried to say something, and it's like you heard a bell. The reason it's giving me Ice Castles energy is because I don't know if you remember. Spoiler alert: If you never saw Ice Castles, <laughs> this girl is a figure skater, and she's in love with a boy who I think is a hockey player. Um, and she's an amazing figure skater, and she's really coming up in the. They make it seem like you can become like very like a like a big star from ice skating. Like well. I don't, I this mean, is, you can. This you is can. uh no wait. This is uh this is a subject of one of the episodes of JVN getting curious with Jonathan. Oh, there you go. Ness, oh, okay. Which is that? Which is that? Ice skating used to be a huge thing. It's true. And then it's not anymore. And he's like, but it's still a huge thing to me. So why is it not a huge <laughs> thing anymore? I'm curious. And he like, and that was the episode that I like. I was like, this is really funny. But Birdie came in in that moment. And I was like, okay, okay. I'll, and I turned it off and then went. But I want right. to finish it because it was really funny. And I was like, he's right. 
It yeah, they used made, to be a thing. And they then, made it seem like you'd not. be at like Coke fueled like ice skating parties, like of of like the who's who of ice skating. But anyway, so this girl enters this world of like where she's gonna be a really famous ice skater, and the pressure kind of gets to her, and she's at this like party that seems like a Hollywood rock and roll party, and she sort of sneaks off to be by herself and to skate in this like abandoned rink. And she has an accident and crashes into all of these chairs and she loses her vision and it ruins her career. So she like goes away and she doesn't ice skate. But her galumpy boyfriend from back home who's been skate- doing hockey on a pond this whole time and worried that he's going to like lose her to her new famous skating life. He takes her and he convinces her like, listen, you can still skate. It might not be the same as what it was, but you loved skating. You should skate. And so he skates with her and she gets better and better, even though she still no longer has vision. And um, she gets to the point where they're like, we actually think like they never told the public that she lost her vision, just that she had an accident and that she was, you know, taking a break. Um, But she gets better to the point where they're like you could probably compete in a in an ice skating competition and nobody would even know that you lost your vision you could do this just by feel and so she makes her again spoiler alert if you want to watch ice castles don't listen further so anyway she goes into this competition and she goes out and she's very scared but she hears the music and she starts to skate and she knows it by feel her muscle memory takes over she kills it she crushes her routine it's amazing the crowd's on their feet because uh she she crushed it and they're so happy that she's back and then they throw flowers and stuffed animals on the ice which is what happens when someone does great and they crush a skating routine and she starts to skate back to the side of the rink and she oh, skates no. on the flowers and falls down and the whole stadium, the whole ice rink falls silent because they're like, what the fuck? And they realize what happened. And then her boyfriend comes out and he says, we forgot about the flowers. We forgot that when you... <laughs> I'm actually going to <laughs> Cry talking about ice castles. We forgot about the flowers. We forgot about the flowers. The most simple, basic, but they didn't even like imagine to that point. You know, they forgot. They just like took it for granted that they were like, she was going to go out and do this thing. But they forgot the most simple thing is that when you do the thing that you want to do, you're going to get the flowers. They weren't thinking that far ahead. And Wait, so, but what anyway. are my flowers, Grace? Yeah, like you forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, also, by the way, this recap, this recap of Ice Castles was on par with Raymond's recap of Yellow Jackets, the TV show. Raymond and I will be shopping around a recapping show. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I don't, I would, I would. And listen, if anyone wants to make an NFT and have it for their own, a recap show. We'll do it. But I'm in. Okay, I really do have to go. You I'm do late have now, to go. Okay, okay. Uh, but have you guys, a good we, I love you and Grace. And if and we if we can you. afford music, we could end the podcast right now with the Florence and the Machine song Grace. But since we can't, just go listen to it. Maybe add it to the podcast playlist on yeah Spotify. or the Wait, Ice Castle. Are we theme. on Spotify? Uh, is that where it is? Is it yeah, Spotify yeah, that we have yeah, the playlist? It's on Spotify. Oh, man. The pl- Shit. 
Well, we're, the en- we're the we're the enemy. <laughs> Fuck. You know what? Just go get just go get uh the Florence and the Machine song Grace on Apple Music, and please or wherever play it, you play it, get and play it or wherever you, or go buy it and just and just play it loud right now as you play play us out play us out guys we love, we love you. you so much bye, bye. <laughs> Oh, no.